Howdy, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of the Country Music Jamboree, where Gene Meyer, country music aficionado, gets down to what you guys have all been wondering. What are the greatest country western music songs of 2020? Well, we're here to tell you. Anyway, now that that bit's over, welcome to the War Porn Podcast. Thank you guys for tuning back in. We uh, took a break from our regularly scheduled content last week to cover the end of democracy, uh, sort of. The Capitol Insurrection. Wasn't that a fun episode? Boy, did that go off the rails around hour three. Uh, this episode is back to um, us complaining about the people on the internet, what done us wrong, in another episode of For the Haters. I don't, I don't know what I'm going to call this yet, because uh, I don't plan things in advance, but... Um, th- this is this is yet another episode of Gene and I talking about all the hate we receive online and, and talking about that, plus mental health, being a veteran, etc., etc. I hope you guys enjoy it. There isn't a movie to go along with this episode, so definitely, uh, you know, listen to the whole thing and then rate and, and go to our, pa- rate us on, on Spotify and iTunes and go on Patreon and give us money. Uh, our, our Patreon is doing great. Thank you so much to everybody who's already uh, a patron. 95 of you, that's crazy. We're so excited. We're able to pay our editor and get hopefully more episodes out. We're actually looking, Gene and I, into maybe doing some personal episodes on the Patreon where we just ramble like I'm doing now. So if this is, is what you want, but maybe with a topic, hopefully with a topic, uh, hey, look forward to that, probably, maybe, or not. I don't know. I never know anything. This, uh, yeah, hey, we're here. Um, God, you should really write these things down, Pat, or like do a second take, but I'm not gonna. So enjoy the episode, and if I forgot anything, um, it's Gene's fault. Oh yeah, we recorded this like two weeks before the Capitol thing, and that threw off our schedule, and then and then Gene hurt his back. He's doing much better. So uh, some of the stuff we talk about might be like weeks old, um, but it's still... Hilarious and brilliant, don't you dare tune away. Tune away? Turn away? Whatever. I Hello, uh, enjoy. This is the theme song. War porn, war porn song. Hello and welcome back. What is up? To the greatest show on earth. The War Porn Podcast. Does Wrigley... Do the do, do that circus have the rights to the greatest show on earth? Uh, can we say that? Yeah. Can we say we're, we are can, we legally allowed to use their? We are the greatest show on earth. I'd also like to say that when you're here, your family, yeah, and you eat fresh. Uh, ba 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 ba. I'm loving it. <laughs> and and also do it your way. Yeah. What's Burger Kings? Just do it. Just do it. <laughs> <laughs> this. What a good way to segue. This is great. Into our episode about uh, corporate sponsorship. Yeah. And my new lucrative deal yes. with... Yes. With a clothing company. Sponsored. Yeah. So this episode has been sponsored by... No, it certainly is not. No, it's not. They don't like me. No. Uh, I am Gene Meyer. I'm a clinical therapist and a Jew. And I am... 
Patrick Lawler, disabled veteran slash non-binary pagan. Yeah. I'm every conservative dad's nightmare. Yes, you are. And we are <laughs> recording live on Boxing Day. Is it? Do you not know that that's a real thing? I do know. <laughs> Look, it's Boxing Day. Patrick thought a burrito place was closed because it was Boxing Day. They are closed. It's and... not. It's That's the most. Are you? Oh, Boxing Day is a Canadian thing. It's a. It's. I mean, they celebrate it in England, so it's not just a Canadian thing. <sighs> Whatever. It's like an English thing. Yeah, okay. Maybe a French thing, too. Well, you know what? If you love England so much, why don't you just go and live there? Maybe I will. Okay. Maybe I'll go live in a place that has socialized medicine. Yeah, that, yeah that sounds And, good. you know, a little bit of fascism. Mm, yeah. just, a, just a teeny bit. Just a pinch. Just a pinch. It would also be imperialistic, so I would feel good about that. Yeah. yeah. Dress up like a stormtrooper. Not what I intended, but sure. Yeah. Hey, guys, get excited, because we ordered burritos at we, the beginning yeah, of this episode. Yeah, so they're going to come randomly. They're going to come randomly, and and You're then we're gonna, gonna hear us. I'm gonna eat while we podcast, and I'm sure that that will be the worst. Uh, and I guess so. Normally, <clears throat> what we do is we watch a movie or a TV show, and we break down what it has to say about military and mental health and culture and society, and then we decide if it's war porn or not. But. This week, we decided to do one of our special episodes. That's right. We were going to watch Hamilton, but then I realized I would be sad, so I didn't want to. Yeah. It's going to... Later. We'll do it later, when I'm feeling less cripplingly sad. And then we were like, well, let's do a Christmas movie. But then you and I both got into some internet nonsense this week, and we decided... What we're going to do instead is at some point, I'm going to hit play on Home Alone 2 Lost in New York, and it's going to play in silence in the background of the episode. (laughs) Yeah. And Gene and I will almost certainly comment on it, but we're not going to tell you when it starts. Yeah. And we're probably going to pause it throughout. Mm Mm-hmm. So don't even try to follow along. Mm -hmm. Just enjoy knowing that it's on. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yes, right now we have Kevin McAllister's... Look how red those lips are. Yeah, that's... This is... This That's is a, creepy. He's got some red lips. Yeah. You think they, they you think they reddened those up in post? Oh yeah. Big time. They're like, we gotta give this boy some some red lips. That's what the nineties were. They're just all about some those red lips. Red lipped boys. Yeah. <laughs> red lip boys, yeah. I remember when the band Red Lip Boys came oh, out. Great band. Be- great way band. better than Primus. Oh I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know about that, Pat. Yeah, I don't know about that, Pat. So this week was Christmas. We are recording this on Boxing Day, which is a real holiday that Gene doesn't believe in because he is Jewish. Because I'm a Jew, us Jews don't celebrate Boxing Day. As everyone knows, uh, once <laughs> Hanukkah ends, all Jewish people stop. <laughs> we just go back into our caves. And then you, you begin the war on Christmas. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I got so mad this week. I watched this really interesting YouTube video about like the quote-unquote war on Christmas and how it's ostensibly... Like, basically, uh, conservative media needs, like, to fearmonger constantly, always, so they can make money on the rubes. And Alex Jones needs controversy in order to sell his dick pills for his Rolex, (laughs) so he can buy more Rolexes. And the only way to... if He's learned that if he attacks, like, Sandy Hook's parents, which he has done, they'll sue him. And they'll win, Mm -hmm. handedly. So what he has to do is he has to find fake controversy that nobody's a part of. So, of course, he goes again, you know, the war on Christmas. But then I saw a tweet this week from some fucking liberal, or maybe a leftist, I don't know, who was like, ugh, more people celebrate more than just Christmas. 
So you should say happy holidays. I was like, don't uh, you? Don't you? What are you're you doing? You're just feeding into it. You're feeding into this nonsense war on Christmas. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, it's weird. I, I, you know, it just, it's another one of those things that's like, you know, there's this symbolic side of our culture where all of these like wars are fought over things like, like who gets cast in a movie or blah, blah, blah. Or what do we say here? And it's like, yeah, I understand it adds to the overall cultural conversation. But like what it does for me is like it distracts people. People are talking about this. They're not talking about like, oh, we're getting fucked out of our stimulus checks. No, we got to worry about whether we should say happy holidays. Yeah, <laughs> that's the more pressing issue right now. God, who can... I... <laughs> we're not getting that money. No. Like... Okay, so he has this thing called a soft veto, which is basically he just doesn't he, sign the he paper. He has a soft veto? He does veto? have a soft veto. He's got a soft? He's got a soft little veto. Damn, Trump. <laughs> but basically, he doesn't have to sign it until like January 5th, oh. which would be after the new Congress gets seated. So, it, I like literally, we're going to go through the Christmas holiday, <laughs> and I just, it's so... On the nose mm-hmm. for how evil they are, where they're like, "Fine, we'll give you six hundred dollars." Shouldn't it be two thousand? No uh, one gets anything. Yeah, but it is uh, really hurting. Supposedly, really hurting the Republican Party. All this is doing is is hurting Mitch McConnell. And like, much as I don't want the entire country to hurt, so that Mitch McConnell will hurt. But like, that's my little silver lining. Is just yeah. imagining him being like, "God damn it." But he did just get reelected, so I doubt he gives a fuck. Well, that's because he died back in like 1942 mm-hmm. and has been a ghoul this entire time. <laughs> One of those like ghosts. I think I made that same joke about, uh, I almost said Rodney King, but that's not his name. <laughs> Mike Pence. Oh, don't, don't. He's I was so hot. He's so hot. Why do you do this? Mike Pence's daddy. Who was Rodney fuck. King? He was important. He right? was the guy who got beat up by the LAPD that started the race riots. Was he? Oh, yeah. Thought... That's why problematic Patrick. <laughs> I wasn't comparing the two. That's just the name that popped into my head. Okay, that happens when you're racist. <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> racism is when you confuse Mike Pence and Rodney King. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A little known version yeah, of racism. Yeah, yeah. Where your brain just <laughs> doesn't remember words. Why? What would possess my brain to make that connection? I don't know. In I any really, way. I can't think of two people more, more opposite, dissimilar. More I, opposite. Mike Pence is the furthest thing from a black person. He's the furthest thing from a human being. <laughs> he is. Oh, remember when that fly landed on his yeah, face? That God, was, that was good times. That was great. That was wonderful. So I I had an interesting couple of weeks, which yeah. led to this. I had two pretty viral videos okay. uh, come out. I had my Tell Me You Have ADHD video, which got stitched like, I don't know, 10,000 times or something. Nice. And that did well. And then like, I don't know, four or five days later, I had my vaccine video, which went like hella viral. It did really well on TikTok. It got like three and a half million views. Wow. And then um, it got reposted to Facebook and Imgur and 
all those other sites, most of which did not credit me, mm-hmm. which led to my fiasco with a clothing company. Well, first of all, for those who didn't see it, what what do you say in your vaccine video? I actually brought it up in the pod, the last episode of the podcast, I guess two episodes back now, I gave the basic idea of which was like, I'm not afraid of the vaccine because I was in the army and we got tons of vaccines. Mm-hmm. And it was just like a joke video where I explained all the different vaccines that I have received. Yeah. And, oh my god, the anti-vaxxers. Yeah. Because that was that was the first part of this whole saga. Was me arguing with the anti-vaxxers? Yeah. Yeah, so basically the video was like, am I going to get the vaccine? Yeah, because cause I was in the military. And these anti-vaxxers came in, and they have like... I thought I had reached the bottom of the barrel arguing with Trump supporters. But they... They're downright pleasant. Yeah. Compared to anti-vaxxers. I keep finding the worst parts of the internet to fight to with. To fight with. Yeah. I I think I I was saying to my therapist, I was like, I really like telling people they're stupid. Like it's one of my favorite things to do. But it's not really socially acceptable to tell someone that they're stupid. But if they're killing thousands of people with their ignorance, I think that it is mm-hmm. a little more justifiable to be like, hey, you're an idiot. Mm-hmm. You're a you're a moron, and your ignorance is hurting people. What are some of the comments these people left? Uh, the big one is, I don't know what's in it. I'm not putting it in my body. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, well, first of all, all the ingredients are listed on the website. <laughs> Second of all, like, bullshit. Do these people just, like, do they not understand how food works? Well, they're the same people that think that GMOs are, like, evil, even though every product on the market is a GMO. Corn is a GMO. All of it. What's a... Uh, GMO means genetically modified organism. I think organism. It doesn't mean you go into like a lab and you do science on something until it becomes like a hybrid. You can do that. But like bananas are a GMO because plantains are where bananas came from and they're largely inedible and full of seeds and they have like... Really? Like a really hard, thick... Like, we crossbred bananas to get to a point where they were... Edible. Edible. In in the way that they are. I love plantains. Do you eat plantains raw? No, I, I eat plantain chips. It's... Uh, have you ever even seen a plantain? No, I don't, I don't even know what there's it this is. There's this really, there's this amazing video. I mean, like, I'm not an atheist, so I don't, I don't care. But, like, when I was, there was this... Oh, what was his name? There was, like, a show about a very Christian family where the dad was a psychologist growing pains maybe kirk cameron seven does heaven? kirk cameron ring a bell uh was he the dude in the thing no that's <laughs> kurt russell kurt russell okay kirk cameron was on a sitcom called growing pains which also had leonardo dicaprio at like four in season four really as like the cousin who came on wow very young leo wow like, this was back in, like, the late 80s, early 90s. Okay. And it was just, like, a wholesome whatever. And then he didn't take off in Hollywood, but he did take off in, like, Christian propaganda films like God's Not Dead mm-hmm. and God's Not Dead 2. Yeah. <laughs> and, Is there and, a third one? I hope so. Yeah. But So that's what Kirk Cameron does. And he has this very viral video of him being, like, the banana is proof of God because it has three ridges on the back which conform to your fingers and two ridges on the front that conform to your thumb and it's easily peelable which proves that it's designed for human hands right that's his argument but humans literally selectively bred bananas 
So, like, it's a pr it's proof of evolution. It's proof of microevolution and, like, humans' impact on evolution. And he's like, see? God! And I'm like, ah! <laughs> That's like being like, God is real because if you think about it, a car has a steering wheel, which is perfectly designed for human hands well, that to is, move that left that is largely right. how they do arguments, too. Oh, really? Yeah, well, it's the... If things exist, there must be a creator. Which I like, because I'm a, I'm a, uh, a theist. Am I a theist? I don't really believe in like a. I guess I sort of believe in like a one above all, but I don't believe in like a man in the clouds who makes snooty decisions about humans. <laughs> you say you're you're uh, agnostic. I'm a pagan. Pagan. So I. What I, do you mean by that? I I'm like a Buddhist with extra steps. I'm a druid, which is Buddhist. It's largely Buddhism with an animal flavoring. Every time you say druid, I think of World of Warcraft. Well, I don't know why. <laughs> if I say priest, do you think of World of Warcraft or shaman? Because those are classes in there. When you too. say shaman, yes. But druid was like, druid was the best class. Because you agree. were a warrior, but you could also cast spells. Uh, well, yeah, because they're the best. Yeah. Can you do that? Uh, are you a warrior who can cast spells? I sure am. Wow. Uh, yeah. So I, I believe in like a, a weird hodgepodge of things. But I don't believe in, like, judo-Christian God. Why do you have to bring the Jews into this? <laughs> I... <laughs> a judo-Christian God. First of all, it's Judeo. Is it? It's Judeo-Christian. I've heard judo. No. Judo is like the... Judo chop! Judo Christian. chop! Judo! Did I say judo Christian? Yeah, Christians who do judo. <laughs> yeah, judo I'm not about... I'm not Christian judo. I'm not a fan of that. I I am. I, <laughs> I channel my chi through Jesus. <laughs> so you don't believe in like a Judeo-Christian God who's like always pissed off and he hates when people disobey him and he's going to send you to hell and he like puts you in this garden but you can't eat the fucking apple <laughs> and oh you ate the apple to get the fuck out of my garden. Wait, was that what well, didn't the Jews believe that too? Uh, isn't the isn't the the Old Testament I, the Old Testament? You guys are like we're down with that. Uh, I think so. You guys are like you guys are like Star Wars fans that don't believe in the sequels. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're like it the all, sequels aren't canon. It all ended with the Battle of Endor. It's just, <laughs> and then Christians were like, wait, but what about Kylo Ren? Isn't he a cool character? And we're like, fuck that. Well, actually, if we're going, I mean, not in the order of release, but I guess Jews would be the prequels. Oh, don't, so the Jews, don't say the that. Jews believe on. in the prequels, and <laughs> no. then Christians are the original trilogy, and then Mormons would be the sequel Mormons. trilogy. Well, actually, Muslims. Or it could be that the Jews have Star Wars, and Christianity is the Empire Strikes Back, and then the Mormons are Return of the Jedi. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah, you know what? I like that comparison. Because that feels wrong. Like, that feels anti-Semitic. <laughs> Look, I really like Return Empire, of the Jedi. Well, Empire is better. But I don't. I don't think Christianity is better than than Judaism. Than Judianity. Judianity. I don't know. They're both kind of like the same thing to I'm me. I'm not allowed to judge or yeah. make comments about the Jews. I can only insult Catholics because that's what I was really? originally. I so I was raised Christian, but I've gotten more in touch with my Jewish side as I've been an adult, which means I I like to complain about like bagels <laughs> and shit. But like, really, neither of those religions like do I really get or like was i ever taught them i you know i guess jesus like died for our sins and i guess like abraham like 
got some rules from God, and there was like a burning bush, and then an ark, and then <laughs> and then Martin Luther was like, "Here are the new rules." Yeah, which is which is like what you could just create your own rules dude that happens so many times yeah well that's what the mormons did well that's also what king like a king did that because he yeah. wanted to get divorced yeah henry the eighth was like one of the most interesting experiences i ever had was i was sitting in a college one of the many times i tried going to college and my teacher was explaining the history of lutheranism or no what was protestantism because protestantism, yeah. he like made up his own rules and stuff and she's mm-hmm. like you know, this king, he wanted to get divorced, so he he took passages of the Bible that would allow him to do that, and he made his own religion. And then she ended this really long thing by being like, anyway, that's my religion. <laughs> oh, and I was man. like, gosh, that's so odd to me that you would, like, describe the origins of why your religion is man-made yeah. and then be like, but that's the one I sus- subscribe to. It's, and it's like, well, you mean, you do whatever. I think all religions are largely the same, but... Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, here's my take, is that I had certain relatives, my my Bobcha, my Polish grandmother... You guys have the best words. Yeah, Bobcha. Bobcha is, is Polish for grandmother? Yeah, it's great. Or your, or your grandfather? Jodek. Jodek and Bobcha? Bobcha. Bobcha? Or Bobchi. Bobchi? Yeah. Isn't that great? That's it. Yeah. I thought that those were their names until I was like 12. So Bobchi and what? Jodek. Jodek? Yeah. Huh. Those sound like Star Wars names. Yeah, I know. Isn't that? <laughs> it's like, you must go to the planet Bobcha. And find... The... Rescue the Jodek. Find the Jodek on Bobchi. <laughs> I, I mean, my Bobcha, like, Catholicism really helped her out. You know, it, it helped her, like, turn her life around. It helped her make a lot of positive changes in the second half of her life. And she was very faithful. And so I'll always respect that. And I'll never say that religion is entirely bad. But at the same time, some of the traditions, man, like, it's just like, why? Why do you do that? Why, why on, like, a Friday night can you not use an elevator? <laughs> <laughs> like, that sounds so insane! Like, just... Like, so I believe that, like... I mean, my entire belief system is basically, I I think that reincarnation exists, Mm -hmm. and I think that each life is like a college class where you largely know what you're getting into before you start the class, and there's something that you're supposed to, or maybe multiple things you're supposed to learn by the end. That's in general my belief structure. So to me, it's so absurd that people believe in a God that is so petty and specific, like... Listen, I don't you you are allowed to murder <laughs> as long as you're sorry about it. But God forbid you mix meat and cheese. Yeah, yeah, if yeah. If you yeah. put meat inside oh. God, she's look at look at her. Radiant. <laughs> Has the movie started that we said yeah. we would oh, we're not yeah. gonna t- oh remember the talk boy? Yeah. Anyway, um how did we get off into like a weird tangent about religion? I, I asked you about anti vaxxers and you're like, let me give you my whole belief system. I'm a I'm a I'm an orc druid I'm level orc fifty-eight. Druid. Oh, so we're gonna we're gonna how dare you? I'm sorry. I, I was gonna make a comment about orcs. So, so racist. Oh, okay. Let's <laughs> Well, I mean we do have an editor. <laughs> what are we gonna be like, hey, fix <laughs> Can you make it Can you make the first twenty minutes of this like, not uh, racist? Yeah. <laughs> could you could you take out all the problematic stuff? Yeah. Uh, well, you were talking about anti-vaxxers. I know, but what? How did that lead into religion? The GMO. Oh, oh, because they're idiots. Yeah, 
So they don't know anything about anything. Mm-hmm. And they don't realize... Oh, I was talking about Kirk Cameron. And yeah. the banana. Yeah, That's how we got yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. So basically, like, every crop is a GMO of some kind. Not all, like, ugh, and then a scientist split its DNA. Like, if you just uh, crossbreed an apple tree long enough to get, like, bigger, nicer, redder apples, that's a GMO. You got involved. If a human being gets involved, it's a GMO. Oh. See, when I heard of GMO, I thought, like, they're just putting these chemicals in. Yeah, that's, like, what they're trying to insinuate because they're idiots. And it's the same thing with vaccines where they don't know anything about them. Like, it's the, there's this problem in America where you don't need to know something. You just have to have a strong opinion about it. Mm-hmm. Which is largely this podcast. Yes. <laughs> uh, and they'll, they'll be like, well, I don't understand vaccines, so they must be bad. Yeah. And they think that, why don't we just give people, like, a part of the virus so they can build up an immunity to I it? I saw that tweet. And it's like, dude, that's what the... F- uh, <laughs> that's what a vaccine what is. is. And I don't really know, like, I don't know how this new vaccine works. I know it's an M- mRNA vaccine, and it, it does something, like, I know it involves either, it has, like, an mRNA protein, or it, inv- I know it doesn't change your DNA. An NRA? It, no, it's an M, little m, RNA. RNA t- tells DNA, I what think, to, what to do, what to do, maybe, or it stitches itself into DNA. I honestly don't know that much about DNA. Or so RNA. who are you telling these people to take it? Here's what I do when I don't know something. I turn to someone who does know, mm-hmm. and then I um, believe them. So if a guy's like, I've been a doctor for 90 years, and I invented everything. Yeah. I'll be like, okay, well, yeah, Dr. Fauci, 80. I think Dr. Fauci's 80. Oh, that was your Fauci impression? All of my impressions are, I'm a doc worker. I'm a doc worker. (laughs) Hey, it's me, Dr. Fauci. No, he talks. He what talks he like talk? this. He's does like he? he's like. The, I don't know if I've ever co- heard him speak. The, the COVID protocols, you know, I understand. He's like kind of nebbishy. Is he? You've never seen him speak? No, I don't need to. I just believe him. But like, he's always on CNN and shit. I don't watch the TV news. I get all my news in print. <laughs> Remember? Wait. I can read jeans. Last so I week, read my news. Last week we were trying to pick a movie and you were like, I don't watch anything without magic or space in it. I don't. Remember? If it's not a fantasy or science fiction <laughs> movie, I'm largely not interested. Oh, bro. What well, I don't I don't know. I what need I want. space wizards to be interested. If I don't have space wizards, yeah. I don't want to watch I or if it's a cartoon. Yeah. Because I'll watch a cartoon about a normal mm-hmm. But I'll, I will also watch a movie about, like, I'll watch James Bond, because that's not real. Yeah. Like, I it, mean, that's... it's gotta be, it's gotta be, I don't want to watch a movie that holds a mirror to reality. Okay. I don't <laughs> want more reality. Yeah. I want not reality. I want to... You want to escape. You're an escapist. I am an escapist. That's what I use media for. Yeah. Like, I like Home Alone, because, like, I like the idea that not once, but twice, twice. a family would leave their <laughs> yeah, child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he... <laughs> Because the, the first movie has such a suspension of disbelief. But the second movie, it's like they did it again with yeah. the same kid. Yeah. <laughs> um, Gosh, look at those glasses. I know. So, look how red his lips are. Red did they, boys. Did they, is that like a child thing? Or did they put red lipstick on this kid? Dude, have you ever... You know how movies work. You're an actor. They put makeup on you and shit. I know, but like they so just that the shadows these, don't show up on your face. They're just giving him these these 
bright red lips. Okay, you... It's just you, weird. You, he looks like he's on the cover of Vogue. I, on Monday, when you meet with your therapist, you need to bring this up. <laughs> that I think it's weird that they gave an it's eight-year-old just, Macaulay Culkin's lips are so weird. They're so red. They just bothered me so much. Look how red that kid's lips are. Everybody's lips are so red, except his. The old man doesn't have red lips. Look at him. Look at him just taunting us. <laughs> oh my god. My mean never to wear lipstick around you. You'd be fine. You're 31. You're not an eight-year-old. What's Who's that eight-year-old kid trying to allure? Oh, my God. <laughs> Don't go down that path. Chris. Wait, what's his name? McCutson. He's trying to get oh Chris Oh, my Hansen. God. You know who I love, though, is adult Macaulay Culkin. Yeah, why? Because he's just, like, a really down-to-earth, funny weirdo. <laughs> So anyways, back to this video. So you were fighting with anti-vaxxers on I it. sure was. I don't know if fighting is the right word. I was dunking on anti-vaxxers. Slam dunking? I was slam dunking on anti-vaxxers. His lips are redder than his mother's. <laughs> oh my god. You know what? Wait. Is she... She was in... Oh, you've never seen Beetlejuice. I have not. Don't say it again. Dude. Although oh. now, by community logic, this is the third time on the podcast that you've said it. Ah, oh, man. I don't... This scene, they're less red. So clearly this... I think she was the mom in Beetlejuice. See, look, look. They're less red in this scene. They must have had to do some reshoots. Yeah. <laughs> Why do they make him live in the attic? <laughs> anyway, I got into some arguments with some anti-vaxxers, and it was... Very unproductive. And I didn't even really try. Like, other people were like, you're wrong, and here's why. And I was, I was just like, you're an idiot. Yeah. What a stupid thing to say. But the thing about TikTok is the more comments on a video, the more it gets boosted. I don't actually know if that's true anymore. Really? I've got video... Like, I did a video being like, what's your favorite dinosaur? And it got, like, 2,000 comments. And it only... It got my normal amount of views. It got the same amount of views as a as a stream that had, like, 200 comments. And I was like, all right... God damn TikTok. TikTok just doesn't want us to figure out how to get people to see videos. Yeah. yeah. That's really bizarre. But anyway, so the video got like millions of views. 3.3 million as wow. it currently sits. Damn. Nice. And Colin Hanks retweeted it. Colin Hanks, son of Tom Hanks. Son of Tom Hanks, actor extraordinaire. Pro-vaccine. Pro-vaccine and pro-crediting me for my work. Ooh. So how did he share it? He just put it on his like his Insta story and was like, "This is funny," at Patrick Law. Or I think he just shared my like, like he didn't just take the video. Yeah. So what TikTok does is when you share it on other platforms, is it'll show your video, and then at the end there's like two or three seconds of uh, black screen, and it's just your icon and it has your username on it, mm -hmm. which I think is really great because it's a great way to give the person who made that TikTok credit for it. It also shows your name at the top left corner and then the bottom yeah. right corner. It yeah. like goes back and forth and so, it wiggles. So it's distracting. like, you know, of all the social media platforms, because like I see stuff on Facebook like get stolen a lot. I see stuff on Instagram get stolen a lot. But TikTok was like, no, we want to make sure the people who make content on our website get credited for it. Which is funny because TikTok is like literally just stealing from each other. Really? Oh, God, yeah. If you come up with a clever joke, so many people are going to just do that joke right. the same exact way. Sometimes they'll lip sync it, 
But sometimes they'll just do the same joke. Like, mm. there's this girl that uh, one of the most popular TikToks is, is she's talking to God. And God's like, I need you to make the dinosaurs more meatier. Like, M-E-A-T-I-E-R. Like, meaty. Like, yeah. meatier. And she's like, meatier? <laughs> like, the meteor that hit them. Uh, and then it yeah, goes yeah. back and forth. Of the, her just going, meteor? Meteor? And then, like, she's sobbing. And oh. it's, it's very funny. But... Then I've seen renditions of that like a thousand times. And that's TikTok. Somebody comes up with a clever idea. And it gets... I mean, my idea to do the ADHD video, I stole. I've seen so many people be like, tell me you have blank without telling me you have blank. Well, that's the one thing is that format is it took off. It's a trend and you can like stitch it. Yeah. And... I mean, I don't know if it's theft when it's... I mean, I... It's such a nebulous thing, but like Twitter has that where it'll be like a Twitter format, like Mm -hmm. take two things, put hands clasping and say how they're similar. Like joke format. Yeah. It's like a, yeah, it's like a, a, so TikTok, um, whatever. And there's, I, I personally don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think that's a lot of how our generation shares and teaches each other like new slang new vernacular um i've seen enough marshall McLuhan interviews that i know that he would probably approve or at least predicted some shit like that where we have this shared cyber culture with each other which is cool i guess it's our way of connecting with each other in certain ways right yes where's my burritos it's been two minutes away for a while now yeah i don't know um but it's also been two minutes since you yelled about this boy's red lips. <laughs> They're noticed. too red. I'm sorry that you yeah. love how red his lips are. And I, I'm the only one who finds it problematic. Not only are his lips red, but his face is really pale. Yeah, they really went for like a cherubic. Cherub? Cherub. Cherubic. Cherubic. Cherub. No, cherub is a noun. There's a, an ad. Cherubic. 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 Don't say rub in there. Cherub. Cherubity booby. Cherubic. Chabit. Cherubic. Oh, I think I think our food's almost here. I can't wait to eat while yeah. we talk. Yeah, this is gonna be this is gonna be fun. This is gonna be a disaster of an episode. I know. I thought I, I thought. Oh man, we're gonna we're gonna talk about some really great deep stuff. No, then... <laughs> we've mostly talked about. Kirk Cameron. Well, we did we did bring in the religious stuff. Yeah, we got deep on how nothing. Uh, how we hate it. How I don't hate religion. Well, I hate some of it. Uh, what were we talking about? So we we're talking about like the nature of just like sharing and copying. On oh, actually, that ADHD post. So I post. I it got a million views, which is pretty good. Somebody did a stitch to it, got 1.6 million. And I was like, uh, this, this is such an example of like how the internet is just like inherently unfair. Yeah. Yeah. It's, but you know what? I like, so I made a video a while back and it got stitched by someone with 8 million followers. And I was like, I'll take the, hey, 8 million people saw me ask a question into a mirror. I'll take that. I don't give a shit. Yeah. No, I mean, it's good. I think it's, one of the things I like about TikTok is that, like, if you have a tweet that does well that somebody apes, or even if you have a tweet do well, like, they're not seeing you or your face. They're just seeing words mm-hmm. that they chuckle at. Mm-hmm. But on f- TikTok, it's like, at least your face is there. And, exactly. like, your voice is attached. Yeah. And, like, for my... So my vaccine video got put on Imgur, and it got, like, 120,000 views when I saw it. 
And people were like, wow, this is amazing. You're so funny. You should make more videos to the person who posted it. Yeah, yeah. And a couple of my fans were in there like, that's not him. That's Patrick Lawler on TikTok. Mm -hmm. But I was like, you know what? Whatever. Because like, it's They're some, still seeing your face. You're still seeing me and my face. And my thought is like, I'm not going to necessarily get a fan from one video. But if they see three or four videos of mine that they like, they'll be like, oh, I remember that guy. Mm-hmm. That's exactly. the vaccine guy. He's funny. Yes. Or whatever. Yeah. And so I, I just didn't care um, until a very popular, not no, popular, but a, a big enough to annoy me clothing company reposted it. Yes. Let's get into the tea of well, this past week. Hold on. I'm going to have to buzz in the burrito guy. So I don't, I don't want to get into You don't want to get into it? But I want get people to get titillated to know that that's what's coming. Yeah. Moments from now, after I buzz the... Um, is he here? It says he's, it says he's sitting out front. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to yell from back here. Have fun editing this, <laughs> Kevin, Zach. Hey, guys. How's it going? Uh, it's Gene here. I, uh, oh, I'm so hungry. I uh, remember that scene in Wayne's World where Wayne walks off the set and it's just Garth. <laughs> and he's like freaking out. I don't know out. where this guy is. That's like kind of, I don't know what to say without Patrick talking over me. It's really intimidating. I, uh, I, I don't know. I had a pretty cool Christmas. I got a, my sister got me a Florida Gators t-shirt, <laughs> uh, which is cool. Where is this dude? It says he's here. I, um, you know, I, I bought myself a Utah Jazz jersey. Yeah, you would. <laughs> I'm trying to get into basketball now, uh... Because, I don't know, uh, I like all three other sports. I, uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know! I don't know what to say, Patrick! Does Bill Burr do this alone? Yeah. He, he, he does a podcast alone. Does anyone... Oh, there he is. He's there. Gene, you're a cutie. Thanks. I'm trying to say yeah less, but it's hard when Patrick says such agreeable things. It's real. It's really difficult. I don't know. I, uh, you know, my mom and I, we set up a snow village every year. It, it was really nice. Um, he saw my comment. Our food is here. Our food's here. Oh, food's here. Thank, thank God. God. Don't edit any of this out. Alex says you guys should get burritos every episode. Okay. Oh, this one's. This one says S, and this one says B. Do you think the S is the salad? Is, is the, the B, B for bottom? Is the B. <laughs> and is the S for oh, straight is, man? Is, like, is, is it gooey? The bot, yeah. Little. There you go. Well, no, the S means salad. I'm betting that, yeah. Oh, yours has steak in it, too. Here oh, hell yeah. And maybe S meant steak. Oh, it's so gooey. Ooh, yeah. Do you want some paper towels? Yes. Here's some paper towels. Here's an unnecessary amount yes. of paper towels. Dude, this looks... Thank you so much, Patrick. Well, we expensed it to the podcast. Oh, yeah. thank, the thank, thank you guys so much for paying. Hey, this burrito bowl was brought to you by our patrons. www.patreon.com backslash warporn. Ooh, it's spicy. You're spicy. I don't, I don't do well with spicy food. Oh, my God. <laughs> Is it too spicy? No. <coughs> it's good. <laughs> <coughs> No, I... Or do you do well with spicy food? God, no. Yeah, thank you. You know what's weird? When, like, people are like, Oh, you don't like spicy... You're so white. 
Have you ever dealt with that? Yes, constantly. It's it's the it really hurts my feelings. I'm like, no, I just have a really powerful palate. Yeah. I don't like Yeah, sorry. Sorry, I don't like I don't like my mouth being burnt. Why do they have to bring race into it? Yeah, why does it have to be why can't I just be a coward? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I love this cheese. I'm just excited to eat. Yeah. I was I was getting hangry. Yeah, I could tell. I was getting a little distracted. I was like, I don't care about anything anymore. Yeah, I know. Especially when I started talking. Oh, it's the worst. <laughs> it's all just like, blah, blah, blah. That kid's lips aren't that red. <laughs> Who plays the dad in this show? Movie? Um, Billy Eichner. No, no, no. That's... I think he's the father of the guy who started it, starred in 24. Is it? I think. Remember when that show was popular? Oh my god, yeah. It was like, 9-11, we're gonna torture them. We gotta do whatever it takes mm-hmm. to stop terrorism. Mm-hmm. Unless it's domestic, mm-hmm. and then we're gonna largely ignore it. That was a weird time in our lives. Would you say it was the time of our lives? <laughs> good one. Do you think this is good content? Is this what people tune in for? I think this is great content. <laughs> I think this is what this is what the people want. Let's see how we're doing on the. I mean, forty-three people are sitting here watching us eat. Which one of you is whiter? Well, that's rude. Obviously, it's Patrick. How dare you! <laughs> <laughs> What's the whitest thing you've ever done? Besides go to Disney World twice a year. <laughs> and star in musical theater. If you're going to take all of my things before I can say them. You know what? I'll say it. So, a couple years ago, um, my brother got engaged on Christmas Eve. Ugh. And, like, my family, we just were so happy. We started, like, dancing in the living room. And I was like, this feels really white. (laughs) (laughs) We were dancing to, like, a Taylor Swift song. I was like, this is really white. This is white people shit. So. On my way to war, (laughs) every morning I would wake up um, and do my, like, I can't handle, I've only slept three hours and life is pain routine. Mm -hmm. And every morning I would listen to Kesha's. Um, uh, what's, what was her song? TikTok? Yeah, it was TikTok, which is ironic now because TikTok has become both my lover and my abuser. Mm -hmm. But I would wake up every morning, I would listen to that and also No Rains by Rascal Flatts. I've seen Rascal Flatts, I've seen Rascal Flatts in concert more than, and I've seen Tim McGraw and Rascal Flatts in concert more than anything else, which is definitely the whitest Wait, 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 wait. Wait, which is whiter? Which is whiter, that I went with my dad to see Rascal Flatts oh. more than once, or that I saw Glee in, oh my God. in concert with my mom, which is whiter. First of all, you never told me you like country music. I did growing up, because my dad did. Oh my God, dude. How dare you? <laughs> How fucking dare you? Run, Kevin! Like... And not even like old country, but like the new like burber dare burber burber truck in a car pop. and a woman. I will say Tim McGraw is more old country than like 
Jason Aldean's oh, Pop yeah. Country, where it's just like another dirt road <laughs> with my car crashed. And at least Tim McGraw is like kind of country. I guess. I mean, he covered Tiny Dancer. That's a great song. Um, no, I, 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 I'm gonna stand by this. I think Tim McGraw's fine. He's at least country. I He's mean, closer to like, um, what's that guy? Merle like, Haggard? No, what's the guy with like low, I've got friends in low, Garth Brooks? Is that Garth Brooks? I think that's Garth Brooks. Like, don't you think Tim McGraw and Garth Brooks are more like country than the shit that's coming out now where yeah. it's literally just pop music it's with like, a steel guitar? Yes. Like Florida Georgia line or whatever. <laughs> All that shit is the worst. That shit. It's so this it's like the same chord progressions and the same lyrics it's it's so easy to lay country songs on top of each other it's the funniest thing and you're right it is just pop music but they have like a southern accent and it's and it's all all that shit is so like don't question the government yeah exactly america's perfect the way she is women belong in the kitchen it's okay to have a gay friend and also vote Republican. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> like, I, I think ICP has a better moral compass than most country music. It's, um, my, one of, Bo Burnham has like an incredible mm. Pandering? Pandering? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Y'all dumb motherfuckers want a keychain? <laughs> Oh, oh, that was great. So now that we've destroyed country music, we really did. We really brought the uh, the band hammer. Look, mm-hmm. his his lips are less <laughs> red. Oh yeah. We're gonna get mm. back to the episode proper, but we're gonna finish our burrito bowls first. So, um, the 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 guy who works at the hotel is um, what's his name? That actor. Vin Diesel. No! Tim... Curry. Tim Curry, yeah. Oh, is it Tim Curry? Yeah. Do you know Tim Curry had a stroke like a couple years ago? He's in a wheelchair now? You did know that. Sucks. Does suck. Age is the worst. He's great. He's great. Did you ever see the Clue movie? I did. He's great in that. He's great in uh, Muppet Treasure Island. Are you just going to name movies that you Tim remember Curry? that Tim Curry was in? Um, what else was he in? Was he was he Rocky in Rocky Horror? Uh, no, he was the... the tra- I've never seen Rocky Horror. But didn't he play the transvestite from Transylvania? Isn't that who Rocky is? I don't know. I don't, I've seen... I've seen Rocky Horror Picture Wait. Show while people were doing Rocky Horror. Like, I've seen one of those. Is Rocky Horror Picture Show the one where Sylvester Stallone plays a boxer from Philadelphia? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Rocky Balboa Horror Picture Show. You got it in one. Yeah. Yo, Adrian! Adrian! <laughs> There's a sketch that would have been funny 40 years ago. <laughs> According to our chat, he was Dr. Frankenfurter. Oh. How could I forget? We're going to get around to the clothing company feud as soon as I'm full. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, look at... I love how uh, this movie just basically shows that all adults are incompetent. Yeah. And they're like, well, I suppose it's fine. <laughs> Dude, one time... That was like how I was watching um, spoilers, but... Uh, Wonder Woman? Queen Queen's Gambit has quite a bit of addiction in it. Um, and it was like... Really? Yeah, because it's about how this girl is addicted to tranquilizers. And they make her better at chess. I thought I thought it was about chess. Yeah, and tranquilizers. I'll be honest, I was watching the movie, and it, or the show, and it wasn't until someone pointed that out that I was like, oh yeah, this is a show about addiction. Because in my head, I was like, God... I wish I loved anything the way she loves chess. Because that's what I do. Really? I have such bad ADHD. When someone can focus even on drugs, I'm just like, God, mm. they're so lucky. <laughs> I they're wish so I had lucky. an obsession that would destroy my life. As opposed to just sitting around doing nothing. Dude, don't do it. <laughs> that's why I got addicted to Adderall. I was like, oh, it helps me helps me focus on creating music. I would record music on GarageBand for like four days straight, <laughs> and, and it just kind of sucked. <laughs> but like, it unleashes all the chemicals in your brain so that you're like, yeah, this is genius. This is amazing. I need to spend eight hours finding the right bass amp preamp or whatever. <laughs> I love how radically against Adderall you are. No, I'm, I know it helps a lot of people, but I'm just saying for me, it almost ruined my life and it's bad and no one should ever take it, but I'm not, <laughs> I'm not against it. But, like, it is ruining society. That's all. Oh. Rob Schneider's in this. Is he? Oh, what? Rob Schneider? <laughs> yeah. When did Rob Schneider end up in this? Dude. What happened to him? Yo, Rob Schneider's an anti-vaxxer. Did you no! know? Yes. Oh. Yes. Him, a lot of those Hollywood people. Jim Carrey's an anti-vaxxer. I thought he was just saying stupid shit because he was dating what's-his-name. What's her name? Jenny McCarthy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but maybe he believed it. You know, Ooh. a lot of people on the left are anti-vaxxers. Ugh, why? The anti-science left. They exist. It's amazing how dumb people are. Mm-hmm. Oh, tasty, tasty burrito. This is taking way longer than I thought yeah. it would. Like, this is a solid... I'm almost done. I'm almost done, too. Oh. Yo. Okay. If they took a bottle <laughs> and filled it with just burrito juice, Ugh. do you think you'd drink that? No. Why not? I'm a texture guy. What does that mean? I like food for the texture, not the flavor. What? Really? Yeah, that's why I've been eating this with chips. Oh God! So you could you could eat shit if it came in a good texture. No. If they made shit chips, you'd be like, okay. Because that's what you're saying, basically. Nope. That's just your inability to hear words. <laughs> I'm going to make you some, some homemade poop chips. <laughs> That's some anti-vaxxer logic right there. Yeah. You don't know what they're putting in those things. You don't know what's going into poop chips. Dude, I... Wow. I just spilled burrito juice on myself. This is why you shouldn't be allowed to vote. Yeah. 
Who did you vote for? I voted for John McCain. Yeah, hell yeah. Uh, Where should I... I should throw this. They're in the garbage. Oh, you mean you? Wow. I'm sorry. Way to body shame. That was really mean. Oh, because I put on a little weight? No, I meant your personality. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to use the bathroom. Well, now it's just me. Me alone with my dog eating burritos. This is the podcast now. Tell them about the Patreon. Oh, hey, if you want, we recorded an exclusive interview with Jake Callahan. Jake Cannavale. Oh, my God, I got his name wrong. It's Toro Callahan. No, it's Toro Callahan. Jake Cannavale, who plays Toro Callahan. Not Jake Callahan, played by Toro Cannavale. But maybe, in a parallel universe, that is what's happening. So if you want to see that exclusive interview, uh, go go on to uh, go into our Patreon, www.warpporn.patreon.com, or or www.patreon. <sighs> you know what? Just just delete your browser. Just delete the internet, and and then um, and then wish real hard. And that'll bring you to where you need to be. Yeah, we should get. We should try to get Colin Hanks. I don't think after this episode anyone's gonna want to be associated <laughs> with us. So they just ate food for twenty minutes. Yeah, it was really distracting. <laughs> no, this. Is- they decided to eat chips. <laughs> they, they thought that eating chips on a podcast would be like. Really, really smooth to listen to. How are 49 people watching this shit? (laughs) This is so stupid. Man, he's getting a lot of play out of that talk box. This entire movie is basically adults are too stupid to recognize a recording. Mm -hmm. Oh, he's got a... That's what a human being looks like. Yeah. Anyway, Talk Boy? What's it called? Whew! Oh. <laughs> that's, a clown. that's great. That's a great shot. <laughs> Look at him go. <laughs> All right. Back to the clothing company. Yeah. So, uh, welcome back for anyone who skipped ahead. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're, we're done eating. I think so. If you don't want to hear any more gross mouse noises, mouse noises, mouse noises, mouse noises. (laughs) I will say I'm very proud of you. Um, You're getting much better at yes anding. Wow, talk about a backhanded compliment. (laughs) I knew it. I was like, he's not going to take this as a compliment. It's like all I heard was you sucked. For the first four months we've been doing this. No! And I'm, now you suck a little less. Well, I mean, that is what I'm saying. And <laughs> don't take it all the way because there's a lot of room for growth. But yeah. uh, improv is hard. And I think did, the, t- the two of us have been doing very good improv lately. Did you ever do improv? Yes. What did what'd you think? I love improv in concept, but in practice. It's kind of, Improv for me... Is like, you go to see a stand-up show and like three of the comedians are like tolerable 
and one of them is great mm -hmm. out of eight or whatever. I don't know. I don't know the numbers. But, like, you go to improv, and occasionally it's, like, the greatest thing you've ever seen where you're like, I cannot believe that I'm witnessing art being formed so um, organically. And then most of the time, though, it's, it's like, this is awful and hard to watch. Yeah. I did improv for a while, maybe, like, six months. And I, I think I saw, like, one show that I was like, Wow. And it was just two people. And then the rest was, okay. I mean, I'm friends with a lot of, like, really good improvers. So that helps. Like, I go to see their shows and stuff. Mm -hmm. It's hard to get good at it. Yes. It's absolutely. hard to, like, I think it requires a level of trust and, like, and you also, like, as a comedian, it's super hard for me because I'm like, I want to, I there's a joke. Like, as soon as I think of a joke, I want to say the joke. But it'll derail the scene. Yeah. So you gotta be like, okay, don't be funny, be useful. Mm-hmm. It's which should be easy for you. Yeah. Oh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> you prick. Just... All right. So let's get into the clothing company. Yeah. So give a little background on, on what went down. So I wake up to a text from my friend being like, "Hey, this clothing company retweeted or reposted your video." And at first I was like, oh, neat, that's cool, whatever, because it's been happening all week. And I go and I, I see some of the, the comments and stuff, and I I think I immediately sent them a Facebook message being like, I looked, they had like 3 million followers, and they've got a check mark, and I was like, oh, this is good exposure, I, I should get them to just throw my name on there. So I sent them a Facebook message, and I was like, hey, will you credit me for my video? And I got like an automatic response. What, like, what did the automatic response say? It was basically like, hey, thank you for reaching out to us. We'll get back to you eventually. Here's a look at all our products in the meantime. And I was like... And, and what kind of clothing company was this? They are a veteran-owned, uh, ostensibly pro-veteran company. Although, I guess not when, uh, when the veterans don't agree with you. That makes, like, the worst kind of apparel that I... That I like, the kind of apparel I've been mocking for years. It's... There, I hate, I don't even know how to put it to words. It's like when you see a veteran and it's obvious they're a veteran and they've got a shirt that's like honor, mm. respect, and they have shirts that are like, I stand for the national anthem and I, I don't tread on me. Yeah. And it's like very obviously geared towards libertarian conservative ideology. And I started doing some digging into their pages and stuff and I was like reading through their social media they're super pro-Trump, mm -hmm. and they're, they're, they're like, this week, we're having Ted Cruz in an Ugh. exclusive interview, and Dan Crenshaw, Ugh. who I hate. Who is Dan Crenshaw, for all the people who don't know him? All right, there. so here's the bit that I used to do on stage. I'd say, Dan Crenshaw is a Republican Congress critter out of Texas who lost his eye in Afghanistan because he's not as good at war as me. <laughs> <laughs> And normally I wouldn't want to make fun of a veteran for losing an eye at war. But this guy, first of all, he's a public figure. Mm -hmm. So I think, go crazy. Second of all, Pete Davidson did it and then publicly apologized, which I regret. Or I wish he hadn't. Uh, and then, um, but like, I'm a vet. So I'll fucking say it. I don't care. This guy has literally made it his mission to make the lives of veterans worse. And I, I just think, like, he's clearly, I think, one of those... Uh, I, you know, I'm going to use my military service so I can uh, boost myself in politics. 
But he, he plays up this like, I was a hero. I lost my eye for this country. That's why I'm going to vote for veterans not to get health care. Mm-hmm. And there was this thing where Bernie came out and was like, you know, we should have health care like the military does. And Crenshaw came out and was like, actually, as a veteran, uh, I never asked for health care. We don't, we don't, we, we'll get it on our own. And every veteran was like, hey, fuck off. Mm-hmm. We absolutely want health care and disability and, and help. And like, you promised us this shit. And then we get home and it's a nightmare. Yeah. So fuck you, Dan Crenshaw. Maybe if you had both eyes, you'd have a little perspective. <laughs> So I, I started paying attention to this guy because a couple of weeks ago he made uh, a horrendous <laughs> campaign ad that sort of looked like an Avengers movie about <laughs> how important it is to vote for the two Republicans currently running in Georgia. Two Republicans that have literally enriched themselves off of the COVID. Like, yeah. Like, there's uh, a bunch of uh, alleg- alle- allegations. I think that's the right word. Allegations of insider trading. Because right when they got the COVID, like, hey, our country's about to go into a lockdown, they bought and sold a bunch of stocks, and mm-hmm. now are absurdly rich. Yes. One of them is, the mo- I think, the most rich Republican senator. Oh, really? I think Kelly Loeffler is the one. Wow. So I saw this ad, and, you know, basically people say he's trying to be like the right wing's uh, AOC, um, but he plays... His base and like the angle he's going for is that like toxic male bro conservative meathead, which we before we started recording this, we looked at the clothing company's website and that's their fan base. It's oh, God, basically yeah. Ed Hardy veteran conservative bros. And, you know, as someone who isn't a veteran, like like if you want to be like that. Great. I will say that when I met Patrick, I thought most veterans were like that. I, in fact, I thought all veterans were like that until I met you, Patrick. And then I was like, oh, no, they can be, like, needy. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you, well, I, what adjective you could think of was needy? No, but I was trying to, trying what to am get, I, my dog? get you back for the back. No, you... You talked about mental health, and you talked about being against the war. Oh, is, and is being against the war and advocating for mental health neediness? You're, you're a whiny millennial, and I was like, <laughs> so am I, so... Oh, we're about to... Is this the scene? This is FAO Schwartz. It is, since closed down, but is yeah. is he about to arrive? Our lord and savior? No, he's in is the this... hotel. He's in the hotel. Oh, this isn't the cameo? I no. thought it was an FAO Schwartz because it was used to be at the bottom of a stupid tower. Oh, no. And in order to film there, yeah. they he, he demanded a cameo. Anyway, so these... This... this Oh, he's such a loser. Who, Crenshaw? Crenshaw, yeah. yeah. He got all butthurt because... You know what's crazy to me is like if SNL made fun of me for being a veteran, I think I'd be like, "That's a lot. That's hilarious." Yeah. Like if they goofed on me, and like because I saw the thing that Pete Davidson did, where he's just like, "This guy looks like a pirate," and like, <laughs> "Oh, boohoo, he made fun of your eye," and he he made such like, Ugh. and he leaned into that, oh, "I'm a veteran," and mm-hmm. "Oh, you're gonna make fun of my eye," and it's like, bro, yeah, seriously. You're that thin-skinned. Well, the the thing about him is his whole brand is like, I'm a man, and we're men, and we don't have feelings. But he is such a whiny little bitch. <laughs> 
he's like, oh, they're kneeling for the national anthem. Wee, 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 wee. Or like, in, in the video, they're like. With so many extra wins. He's, he's like, oh, Nancy Pelosi's Antifa. Wee, 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 wee. Shut the fuck up, all right? If you're such a tough guy, then this type of shit shouldn't bother you. Jesus Christ. He's like he he's the ultimate soy boy. He is the ultimate. Right? Everybody's not paying attention to us anymore. They're the just dog, the how, dog, how yeah. cute Loki's being. He he she is she's getting double teamed yeah. with pets right now. Oh yeah. She should start an OnlyFans. <laughs> oh, OnlyFans. Um he, so he he's just he's bad for vets. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have our best interests at heart. He's literally just a corporate like a, a Republican donor stooge. Who's using his military service. He's literally like the worst possible veteran. Yeah. He's in power. He uses his power to be... Like, he's the opposite of Tammy Duckworth. Do you know who she is? She she lost her legs. Lost her legs yeah. in Iraq. Yeah. And is still uh, twice the man yeah. that Dan Crenshaw... <laughs> despite being a woman and having and half Having of, no half, legs. Yeah, <laughs> she is still du- more yeah. taller. Boy, I really wanted to like... A clever joke there. And yeah, I, I couldn't get it out. You gotta do more improv. <laughs> I, I'm not yes-anding myself <laughs> the right way. So, like, he's just the worst. Mm-hmm. And you showed me that clip. Maybe we'll put it up on... I think you put it up on the, the Yeah, I, I retweeted it on our Twitter. And it's just like, your mission, should you choose to accept it, <laughs> is to support these Republican douchebags <laughs> yeah. in Georgia. So that we can stall democracy for another two years. Oh, it's the worst. We don't want to help Americans because yeah. we're the government. Yeah. And we suck. Yeah. But like, and they're like doing that, what's it, um, that Sorkin thing where they're like walking and talking. They're walking and, and talking. And somebody and... hands them like a folder full of nothing. Yeah. It, it It's just so lame and it, it plays into that like male fantasy of like, like a lot of what we do on this podcast is we like break down elements of that in like superhero movies and shit where because it's it's all about this male power fantasy about you have this sacred mission and these these antifa soy boys are these in your way. antifa soy boys yeah should, <laughs> your mission should you choose to accept it yeah. is to defeat antifa yeah it's like this bro got like blown up by real terrorists mm-hmm. and he wants to pretend that antifa is a threat it's just so ridiculous and he uses his injury it like What's the word? Spurious? What do you mean? Like when the occasion suits him? He uses it when the occasion suits him specifically to like hurt Americans. Mm-hmm. And then if you make fun of him for it, like Ben Shapiro does this too. Ben Shapiro always, like, I I don't think that he's like a practicing uh, Jewish person. You're, you're but exactly But he always right. wears a yarmulke. Yeah. And then if people attack him, he's like, oh, because I'm Jewish? Yeah. Oh, because... Yeah. Oh, and it's like you're... They use... They they constantly are like, oh, these these liberal... You can't say anything thought police. Yeah. But then SNL's like, hey, pirate. And he's like, oh! <laughs> yeah. I've never been more insulted. It's yeah. like, so... So you're... Oh, like, it's literally... I don't know what it is. Like a shield. Like they're using progressivism. Yeah. They're using... They're, um, it, it's like situational uh freedom of speech yeah and it's like let let me weaponize this outrage Mm -hmm. uh that i have it's like when um 
when when you find like a gay Republican, oh, yeah. and they're like, "Well, I, you know, not all gay people are against uh, forty five, and and it's like, bro, what do you like? This does you being gay has nothing to do? Yeah. Just like Ben Shapiro being Jewish has yeah. nothing to do with his awful, awful yeah. rhetoric of yeah. like, um, let's just say, let's just say that the, the the oceans are rising. Let's just let's just say ten feet, ten feet. Why wouldn't people just sell their houses and move? <laughs> And it's like, what, what, what logic, what, you idiot. Shut up, Jew. And someone's like, it's like, well, that's a stupid thing to say. And he's like, oh, because I'm Jewish? Yeah, yeah. It's like, no, because what you said was really stupid. the dumbest thing. Well, he, I mean, he really. Oh, because I'm a veteran who lost his eye. That's why taking veteran healthcare away is bad. It's like, no, you, you loser. Meanwhile, back in 2004, John Kerry was running. And the fucking Republican Party did that bullshit, swift boat veterans for truth. And Karl <laughs> Rove, he paid guys who served with John Kerry. John Kerry won a Medal of Honor in Vietnam serving on a swift boat. I forget what the action was exactly. Karl Rove paid these people and they're like, yeah, what John Kerry did, like he, he didn't really save those people's lives. Like he doesn't really deserve that Medal of Honor. And it's just what this episode I was hoping would be about is how like the Republican Party just exploits veterans and uses them to like hide behind a shield all this bullshit reactionary politics but they don't give a fuck they don't give a fuck that's why the VA sucks that's why you're telling me it's such a pain in the ass to try to work with them because if Republicans really gave a fuck they would give funding to these people it's that old George Carlin bit we love kids uh, we love kids to the be, until they turn eighteen because mm-hmm. we want them to join the military. Yeah. We, we're not going to give, and like they're not going to give you uh, like everything in the country is designed to to draw people towards the military. Mm-hmm. That's that's why it's. I saw a really good tweet the other day. They're like, well, if Republicans don't believe in free housing or, or, or don't believe in um, welfare or free education. Or uh, free healthcare. Why are those the things they offer to the military? Exactly. Why are those the biggest selling? It's because that's that's what we're recruiting towards. Yeah. We want people. Yeah, have that kid. Boo abortion. Yeah, yeah exactly. Let that kid out because <clears throat> then, and then we're not going to give him any money, and we're not going to yeah. support you. So that all he has to do is make it to eighteen, mm-hmm. and then he'll join the military. Actually, like sixteen in some states. Really? Yeah, you can get you can join the military with a parent parental waiver. I don't think you as can, a sixteen year old. Yeah. You can go to basic and, I think, training. I don't think you can deploy till you're 18, but I could be wrong about that. When you were in training, were there, like, 16-year-olds? I remember a 17-year-old. What? Yeah. That's so young. This was also um, 2006, so I also had a 42-year-old in my basic training class. Whoa, they, really? They needed people so badly that they um, they bumped the age up to 42. What's the age now? I have no idea. I'm sure less than that. Do you think if I wanted to join, I could? 31? Um, probably. It depends on the branch. Really? Yeah. Like, if I want to join... Although, if you were like, hi, I'm a licensed therapist and I would like to join the military, they would probably let you do that. Because they need... They need a military therapist? Yeah. Probably. What would I do? Therapize the millions of broken vets. Although they might want, like, uh, a clinical psychologist. I don't know. I definitely... I have my license. I'm, I'm Technically, I'm a social worker. Licensed master social worker. I don't... I'm, I'm assuming... They'd be like, no, I don't fucking think so. Not in my army. Well, you could definitely work with the VA or the vet center. That's... Yeah. 
Yeah, the vet center is also short workers. To my knowledge. Any hoozles. The, what was that going on about? You're talking about sucks. how, like, it everything in this country is geared towards, like, funneling people to the military. Oh, sure. So, like, of course they're not going to tackle really high education costs because the biggest recruitment tool is free tuition. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, they're not going to tackle free health care because getting insurance through the, the military is a huge incentive. Also, um, they don't care about us. Yeah. <laughs> and we're cattle. Yeah. Uh, but so, like, it makes me doubly angry when someone like Crenshaw, who joins the military and then gets out and then goes into these services, turns around, gets into politics, gets the best health care available, gets everything he could possibly need, and then he turns around and goes, Hey, I'm, I'm going to speak for all veterans and say, they don't want this stuff. Look at me. I'm a self-made man. It's like, no, you're not. Yeah. You literally went along the same track as everybody else, and then you decided to lie for a living, and a bunch of oil barons and whoever else who wants you to send this message is like, yeah, yeah, we'll put money behind this guy, because he's a vet. That, although, to be fair, I also feel the same way about Pete Buttigieg. Oh, well, he was technically... Uh... A vet, right? Yeah, but he did the same... Pete Buttigieg is a vet in the same way that, like, like you're a veteran on the war on Christmas. <laughs> That's well, rude. He was in the military. But it largely seems like Pete Buttigieg joined the military and did his time specifically to get it on his resume. Yeah. He was like, I'm going to join. I'm going to be a, an aide somewhere, aide mm. to camp. And then, oh, look at that. I'm a veteran. Yeah. And it's like... He was in the CIA, right? I'm not sure. Well, I, I think I think you're striving at a good point in that it isn't just Republicans who do this shit. No, it being like and like I use it too. I use it to my own advantage all the time. Whenever I want to make a point that like if I don't have well, if I don't have a good point, or if I want to <laughs> argue from a place of authority, I'll be like because I'm a veteran. Mm-hmm. And so like don't get me wrong, I'm not the only one who does this. I am trying to do it to like improve the lives of veterans as opposed to these politicians who just want power. And, and like a higher, like a better cabinet seat or whatever. Isn't Buttigieg getting some sort of cabinet seat? Buttigieg, he just rat-fucked his way onto the national stage. He's I, a weasel. I, I like him when he tears apart Fox News, but I largely think that he is like the most corporate. Ugh. When he was coming up and they were doing all the debates, it would be like one speech, it would be a Barack Obama speech, and then he would like come back and he would be very Bernie Sanders in his yeah. speech. And I'm like, this guy... Is exactly what, like, love or hate Bernie, he has been the same mm-hmm. obtuse, angry <laughs> yeah. Jew yeah. for the last yeah. 400 years. It's true. And no one could look at Bernie Sanders and be like, that guy's owned by the corporations. Exactly. Buttigieg is like, he'll say anything to get ahead. And it's so obvious and it's so clear. And it's like, I'm so tired. That's, that's why I really like Duckworth. Because she's just like, I'm going to put truth to power. And I'm going to be like, I got, and like when it comes up, she's like, screw you. I like got my legs blown off. Yeah. And I, that, I mean, maybe I'm sure someone will send like, actually, Tammy Duckworth did this thing that you won't like because all politicians suck. So, so, except AOC, who is a gift from the universe. Yeah. Everything she says is brilliant. Really? Do you not like her? I I fucking love her. I like, I like most of the things she says, but I'm just so used to hating every politician that she's so goddamn sassy part of me is like who owns her do you know what i'm saying america i mean i'll see i'm very cautious but i want to go back to something you just said about so when you're a veteran 
basically there's there's a certain authority to that experience and that you use it everyone uses it sometimes to be like well i know because i did this and it comes up too in like addiction and shit like that oh it does yeah because people the, people are like i'm a veteran <laughs> I'm a veteran of the Coke Wars. Oh, I thought you were saying like in addiction no, no, veterans no, 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 no. specifically. Like, I'm not a I'm not an alcoholic. I'm a veteran. No, no, no. Because no, I no, have no. heard that. Oh no, <laughs> I I have not heard that. I'm I can't wait to hear that. No, when someone's like, people people will be like, oh well, how do you know all this? And you'd be like, well, I'm I'm an alcoholic and I'm an addict and I recovered and this helped for me. And they're like, oh okay, and it carries some stature to it. Well, yeah, it's it's an argument of authority or an yeah. argument of I think that's it or, or an appeal to authority. Yeah, appealing. You're I'm you're someone's like, oh, well, this or that, and you're like, well, mm-hmm. I'm a doctor. So you know, I, I feel like your um, conflict with the clothing company really touched on that because you, you know there is something to be said about real life experience, and like that's why like you know when you talk about war, like. I understand that. I just do not, I cannot comprehend what that is until I've actually experienced it, right? But I think at the same time, people have figured out that you can use that stature to sort of like quiet a lot of people. Yes. Which is where you get your like Crenshaw and this clothing company. Now, I don't want to, I read through their social media. I don't want to like speak on behalf of them as a brand i don't know the people who run it i didn't even look them up but their posts are very like pro uh 45 Mm -hmm. uh some of them i think i don't remember if i found any like election fraud stuff but they're definitely like all the comments were like super pro like our country's being taken away yeah yeah and in election fraud and this and that and they didn't delete any of those comments Mm -hmm. But when I was like, hey, you didn't credit me in my video. Boy, did they delete those comments and then block me and then block the people who uh, showed up on my behalf. And so I was on their, like, Instagram or maybe their TikTok. I forget. Uh, I was was blowing them up everywhere. Yeah. And their Twitter and stuff. But I was like, okay, so these guys are, like, doing the same thing that Trump is doing. They found a group of people that is easy to part from their money. And all you gotta do is play the Republican song, which is like we're victims, we're the we're the victims despite being the majority power in government. Oh woe is me! And and their flavor is like, hey, you're a veteran too. Don't you gotta stand for the national anthem mm-hmm. because that's what veterans do. Even though it was a veteran that told that guy to kneel. Yes, exactly. Let's, let's forget that important part of the story. And it's just like, it's this false patriotism bullshit of like, I'm a real patriot. I stand for the flag. And it's like, wow, what a, that's nothing. It's it's literally nothing. Like, your real patriotism isn't blind adherence to to a flag and and like uh, hating people. For, For the color of their skin. Basically, yeah. I mean, it's, and it's like. I noticed this, and I noticed that they were um, pretty pro-45, which I think that you can't be pro-veteran and pro-45. I just don't... I think that those are two things that are uh, mutually exclusive, because he's not pro-veteran. He has said 
things about veterans that if I said them, I would get my ass totally kicked. Like, not even, if, like, I'll be honest, the dude's a douche, so I don't really care what he says. I'll get pissy about it for, Mm -hmm. like, the show. Yeah. But, like, am I surprised that a lifelong narcissist sociopath who only cares about himself doesn't respect people who, who sacrifice for others, or at least try to? Big, big fucking shock. Yeah. But, like, what he's done legislatively has been really, really bad for veterans. Like, especially trans veterans. Mm -hmm. Anyone of the LGBTQ community veterans. Uh, He's just made it, like... There was some shit he did where he, like, deployed a bunch of people to the border for that bullshit... The caravan. The caravan. And then he literally ended their deployment one day early before they'd get benefits. Mm Mm-hmm specifically so they wouldn't have to pay them. Like, they, they're they doing that sort of thing where they're like, yeah, just retire this guy a day before he would get a pension for the rest of his life. Hey, just, uh, let's just make it so, uh, you know, the trans people can't serve. Yeah. Or let's make it so, I forget, he did something with, like, housing or something. There's literally, a, there's so much that I can't remember at all. Where there's like a list of all the ways. He stole money from disabled veterans to build his wall. I think he was supposed to go to the VA or something. I don't remember specifically. Look how red his lips are. <laughs> where he's yelling at those pigeons. There there was a theory. So this pigeon woman, there was a theory that she was Tucker Carlson. <laughs> Did you what? see that? There was this like TMZ article where it compared a picture of the two of them side by side. It's pretty, it's pretty interesting. <laughs> Tucker, Tucker Carlson, the TV personality. Yeah, 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 absolutely. No, the baseball player. Of course the TV personality. I, I don't like that the message of this movie is that in the 90s, it, it's totally fine for a child to be alone in Central Park. Yeah. And to talk to people who, who seem out of it. It, 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 it. It's, I don't think they would make this movie today. Because parents are so overprotective. And they're like, I don't want kids to think they can just survive on their What's own. What's that line from that movie? You couldn't make a Mel Brooks movie today? Is that... What? What What band is that? Scumups. Uh, Scumups? Scumups. And their line is, you couldn't make a Mel Brooks movie today. I saw... You listen to bands? I, I, I saw... Uh, I saw something. I saw the song. I saw Blazing Saddles today. You couldn't... I saw Blazing Saddles yesterday. You couldn't make a Mel Brooks what, movie. What song today. is that? It's from a very popular band. I'm sure some. Hold on. I didn't. I. You told me the other week you don't listen to music. I very. I don't listen to a lot of music. It's. I get too emotional. What is that band? Sk- Smash Mouth. Ska Forty Two. Ska. Is it a ska band? I don't think it's a ska band. Okay. Cause... I think it's the. It's like that. It's very popular. It's a very popular band. Ska. Ska, Scott, S- Scott Stat from Creed. SR71. Oh, Do you not like SR71? I mean, first of all, they were like a one-hit wonder. Yeah, I'm referring to that one hit. What was that one hit even called? I don't know, but I know one of the lines from it is, I saw Blazing Saddles yesterday. You couldn't make a Mel Brooks movie today. So the deal with SR71 was like, Blink-182 got really big. And then they came out, and it was like, oh, a pop punk band that has like a number in its name. What a, <laughs> what a bunch of copycats! And then they had that one hit. 
Anyway, back to my feud with a clothing company. So I started being unnecessarily pissy yeah. on uh, Twitter and Instagram and TikTok because I realized I don't like them mm-hmm. and they stole from me mm-hmm. ostensibly. What, um, before you go any further, I, I want to ask, why do you think they didn't give you credit in that video? So I, <laughs> I'm betting... Well, so here's the thing. I crop my own video for Instagram because Instagram won't let you do a full TikTok. Mm-hmm. And I think that when I upload my videos to Instagram, since I'm not copying them from TikTok, that black screen at the end isn't there. Mm-hmm. So it must have gotten... Uh, I, I probably got reposted to my Facebook from my Insta, or maybe somebody ripped that image. So I, I don't think they like had a media team like cut my name out of it. But when people started implying that that's what they did, I didn't quick... I, I wasn't like... You know when you're like, I don't have any proof of this. And if people... I wasn't like, these assholes did this. Okay. I was just like, hey, why didn't you credit me? And then other people were like, it's so easy. It's TikTok. And I was like, I'm just not going to dissuade this Mm -hmm. notion. Even though I kind of think... And their argument was like, we just found it floating out there in the internet. Now, if you're some random guy and you repost a video, whatever. But they have like a social media team. This is a company that, like, has three million viewers. They have, like, a guy whose job this is. Google it. You can cross-reference a Google. You could... They could have taken an image search and put it into Google and found out who I am. I have hundreds of other videos and my name's all over. Like, it's not hard to figure out. You know what I mean? Do you... So... They just didn't want to. And... Why do you think they didn't want to? Were they just lazy? Were or but is there I'm betting they saw a video and they were like, this video is making its rounds, let's put it on our site and I now here's the thing. I have a hard time believing they're pro vaccine. Yeah. I was just thinking that. And I, I couldn't find one way or the other, but a lot of their users are anti vaccine and the post that they put was, Are you gonna get the vaccine? Which is... Oh, really? Yeah, that, it was like, are you going to get the vaccine? And then it was my video where I was saying, am I going to get the vaccine? Now, I don't know if that was like a play on what I was saying, or if they're trying to stir up the anti-vaxxers in their comments. Oh, so it wasn't... Because a w- ton of the comments were like, hell no, Bill Gates, Soros. So like, it wasn't even like, hey, look at this funny video that a veteran made. It was... Are you going to do this? Here's a video. Argue in the comments. Boost our algorithm. Before that was a video of a nurse getting it. But I don't know if that's the video where she passes out. Oh. Because that's another big... I didn't watch it. So I don't want to... I'm not... But I do know that there's like a viral video of a nurse passing out. Which is normal. Mm-hmm. And then people are like, She's dead! <laughs> Everyone who's received the virus is dead. And their argument was basically, how were we supposed to know who he was? We just found the video. Well, okay. I will say this. If you didn't figure out who was in the video, okay. I mean, you probably should have before you reposted it, but whatever. But as soon as you said, hey, give me credit, all you have to do is edit it and say, check out Patrick Lawler in this video. 
Mm-hmm. That's what I wanted. And the fact that they didn't just refuse to do that. Not only refused to do it, they just deleted the whole video and then blocked me and everyone. I mean, I also like went on the new videos and was like, hey, why'd you, uh, yeah, why'd you delete my comments? Why do you think they did that? I'm betting, uh, and this is complete hearsay, is that they looked at my page uh, and were like, not this guy. Uh, because okay. I have like non-binary and like all that other stuff. And mm-hmm. I'm just not what they're looking for. You're not. And they even it. said like, now that we know who he is, we're never going to post another video of his. They said that? Yeah, yeah, they did. Where did they say that? Well, um, one of our, one of my, one of, I forget her name. Uh, you, If you want, you can... If you're watching this or listening to this, you can go and look at my TikToks. They're the the, the company is labeled um, in the TikToks, but oh, and, yeah. and tagged. Uh, but uh, I think Leah, so one of my fans, went to their page and was like, "Hey, why are you? You call yourself this pro-veteran company, and you say all your donations, all your you know profits, part of it goes to a veteran and all this other stuff. Why did you do this to a disabled veteran?" And they're like, "Well." You know, we would have tagged him, but he came in hot with false accusations and all that. I was like, no, I didn't. I literally just said you didn't tag me, which you didn't. Um, and they got all, like, real mad. And they were like, yeah, we took the video down because we wanted to, not because of any other reason. No. And also, like, now that we know who he is. And, like, they just, it, it was, like, a lot of gaslighting and yeah. victim blaming. Like, you took my content. Like, here's here's where I'm at. Um... It's not like, oh, they got a bunch of fake social media points or whatever. Like, you're a company that sells a product, and you used my video to to boost yourself. Mm-hmm. You used my face and my image and my words and my comedy to sell your product. And then when I was like, hey, give me credit. Not even money. Just Because I could credit. probably sue them for copyright yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Like, that's my face and my video and all that. I could probably sue them for like, you know, 100 bucks or whatever that whatever amount of money that would make. I didn't even threaten or or imply that. I was just like, "Hey, I just want you to put my name on this." Yeah. And that was a bridge too far. That's that's wild. I also got them to block me on Instagram. Uh, I didn't get them to block me on TikTok, which is funny. I don't think they go on TikTok very often. They have a TikTok. I did I I tagged it. Wow. But I was hoping that they would see how many followers I had on TikTok and realize how much of a fuss I could make. Because, like, I think in their head, they're like, whatever, it's one viral video. What's this guy going to do? And I was like, well, I'm going to be obnoxious. Mm -hmm. So um, do you think they've done this to other people? Yes, I'm sure. And and do you think... I don't know if everybody... If somebody hadn't tagged me, I would have had no idea they used my video. Really? Yeah, because, like, how was I going to find out about Mm -hmm. it? So am I? Do do I think they've taken other videos without crediting? Yeah, because the video after mine or before mine was some random video with no credit. So, like, this is clearly their social media team is just like grabbing whatever they can find. Yeah, and and I I have a feeling that you allegedly your experience with this company, like I feel like other people probably. I know I've I had a Instagram account post one of my videos and i i didn't i didn't go as far as you but i was just like hey can you tag me in this and it took like five tries but they finally did and i i just don't understand why these like big corporations or companies or brands or whatever the fuck like i don't mind if you use my shit you have a huge audience just tag me 
I don't because I think that if my thought is if they acknowledge that they use your video that you could be entitled to compensation. Doesn't that like because couldn't you see like hey I, these guys use my video and I, I you know I assume they made X amount of money. I would like you know I think that they would rather not. I also think I upset them. Well, yeah. I mean, yours had like an ideological tint to it. I also uh, started posting things like, I can't believe that a company that would support 45 would gaslight mm. and this and this. And like, I was like, I'm shocked. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm just absolutely befuddled that this company that would support a con man would act similarly to a con man. Yeah. And I don't think they like that at all. Yeah. I don't know if that was the false accusation or just, I, I think that, I honestly think that they were just like annoyed and upset. Mm -hmm. that, but I also like all of their new videos had my fans on it being like, why are you doing this to a disabled oh. So they're like, ugh, we're getting. You made a flame war. I did. And, um, and they didn't want to be a part of it. So, it, it, you know, in it, classic comedian, like, because in my head I was like, oh, I'm doing it. I'm like, because when I was a kid, I'd always hear stories of comedians like messing with big companies. And I was always like, oh, I can't wait. I can't wait to have a platform big enough that I can goof on like a Wendy's. So if you could see the irony here that this company basically um, hides behind the idea of being a veteran. In that, like, relentlessly patriotic. Yeah. That's their. And then, but they motto. got, like, as you like to say, hoisted by their own petard. Because your friends were like, why are you treating this disabled veteran in such a dishonorable way? And they had to, they had to drown in their own pool. Well, they had to, making. they had to make it. And of course, because they're, they're, uh, ultra conservative, libertarian. It, it's not like they can admit they made a mistake. Mm -hmm. Hey, we took the video. We didn't get credit. Like, it had to be, yeah, you know, he came in with accusations. And, like, we're not going to get into it with someone who's so aggressive. And, like, literally making it all on me. Mm -hmm. I'm obviously the bad guy here. Because you use my content to sell your merch. And I was like, hey... I don't like this. Yeah. And I was a little bit of a bitch about it. <laughs> and uh, you know, he, it's, it's, it's just so telling. Like, of course, of course they weren't going to just be like, oh, our bad. You know, we'll, we'll do that. No problem. It was, I guarantee that guy was like, fuck this guy. Delete the video. Mm -hmm. I'm not giving him credit for shit. Yeah. Which for me was like, well, you just played it in my hands mm -hmm. now. And like, I, I thought if I were them, I wouldn't have acknowledged me at all. Because I'm clearly like deranged. <laughs> not only deranged, but like my all of my my online avatars are like pictures of me in a crown making a dumb face. Yeah. Like you really think I'm the guy you want to mess with? Not like in a in like a scary way. Yeah, no, I'm like what you're I'm obviously gonna fuck with you. Yeah. And post this all over the internet, and then you're gonna become a meme. But like something about these people they can never think like oh i shouldn't mess with a comedian mm -hmm. because he has nothing to lose mm -hmm. and he'll just insult us and like i'm also covered because it's satire i'm allowed to satirically yeah. make fun of them and like they just gave me ammunition because like in my head i was like i was like oh this is fun like literally i saw it and i was like oh cool they, they posted my video 
oh, I don't like this company. I'm going to mess with them. Yeah. And then they were awful to me. And I was like, oh my God, you're just giving me shit to talk about. Like, exactly. You're giving me comments to read like an idiot. And like, and it's like, what are you doing? Just ignore me. Mm-hmm. But they don't. It's Although like, they refuse to respond to me because they, uh, you know, that would require an amount of bravery. And, really? And, well, no, they only would respond to my fans. When I would post stuff, they would just delete it. Really? Yeah. Damn. So it, it kind of, you know, I think one concept we've been sort of touching on is that there's this authority, there's this status with being a veteran. And a lot of conservatives use it to sort of like browbeat people who disagree with them but then what if someone they disagree with has that same status they don't have any way of oh well that's that's when you're not a real veteran yeah obviously i never left the wire obviously i never got shot at or Mm -hmm. or did anything worth i had an argument on that anti-vax post where the guy's like you're not a veteran and i was like what are you talking about i got blown up in a war how do, I, how do you be... He's like, did you shoot back? <laughs> then, then you were never in combat. <gasps> what a twat. Literally. <laughs> this guy was like, you were never in combat because combat requires you to engage. It requires you to become a Republican once you, you're done with it. If you don't fire... I, and I was like, really? If I don't squeeze... Yeah. If I don't squeeze the little metal hook, it doesn't count? Wow. Like, what did I... Because I, they'd say, uh, keep your keep your booger... Your, your booger or something. Oh, they had like a phrase. It's like, keep your booger finger off the bang switch or something. Uh, I forget. It's dumb. Keep your... Meaning keep your index finger off the yeah, trigger? Keep, don't don't pull the trigger, idiot. Is basically... I forget. It had like a it had like a poetic little phrase that they would use. You know, I, I always did wonder when you rush into combat, or not combat, but like, like a tense situation, you don't keep your finger on the trigger? You keep your... Like, what you're supposed to do is you keep your your index finger pointed on the outside of the trigger well, and you only put your finger on the trigger when you intend to engage with the thing in front of you. Okay. Some people... Because if you have your finger on the trigger and you turn suddenly and you, you get could, startled... You could fire it. You could yeah. fire. Now, some people, when they're clearing a room, probably have their finger on the, on the trigger. Well, but you, when you're just, like, going around... There's also, like, levels of how... When you're in your base, you have a loaded magazine, but you shouldn't have a round in the chamber. But if you're going out into combat, put a round in the chamber. Or, like, we wouldn't have... I mean, like, it's hard, because, like, you you know... you But you don't want to have, like, a loaded gun that could go... Like, guns don't really go off if you don't pull the trigger, but you don't want, like, an unnecessarily a round in the chamber. And then you clear your wet rifle when you get back on the base. So, wait... You stick it into a, a literal barrel full of sand... And you, you, you like, check to make sure... And you have someone come over and go, yeah, that's clear. Like, you fire? No, no, no. You, you're not supposed to fire. You're, like, you put your weapon, the barrel of your weapon, so in case it accidentally goes off, you stick it in a barrel full of sand. And then you disengage the magazine and rack a round out so that... Take, take the round out of the... Out of the, the, the um... Uh, what the fuck is it called? I almost said injection chamber. Chamber? chamber? It is chamber. It's, uh, it's got a name. Star chamber. So... Wait, so... At least on the M4. So you could put a clip in, but not have a Magazine. bullet in the chamber? chamber? Magazine. Magazine, excuse me. Clips are what bullets come on. What, what's a magazine? A, a magazine is put into a gun. Okay. A clip is like... A clip of bullets is just a row of bullets on a little metal clip. Oh. And you can put that into a... You, you put the bullets into a magazine. And then you put 
The you mag- put the magazine into a rifle. Okay. And then you engage around from the By magazine. Pulling, you pull back, back on the bolt. Okay. The bolt will catch the bullet into it'll its little, pull, and then it'll push pull it. Pull up in, a bullet from the magazine, and then you have you have chambered around because you're okay. around in the chamber. So you could have you could have a gun could not have a magazine in it, but still have a bullet in the chamber. Yes. So you'd have like one shot. You'd have one shot. Yes. Okay. Which is why when you see in a movie when they drop the magazine, they'll rack around and the round will fly out. So they'll so you know drop... when you, you drop the pistol magazine yeah. and then they cock it oh, okay. and then yeah, the yeah, bullet yeah. flies out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the round that was chambered. Okay, okay. Gotcha. You can also like if you have a nine round magazine, you can have a round in the chamber and nine round. You have ten. You've you ten. Can add one. Okay. Now to do but that, you have to re. You'd have you to put the magazine in and you then could, individually put in a bullet. You could do chamber. that, or you could put the magazine in, rack around, take the magazine out, and put another round in. Oh, or you could pull the bolt back and you could fit the bullet in okay but that would i mean you could okay kind of like well in world war ii they had those bolt actions yes now those you would have to like put a bullet in individually and then pull the bolt back technically an m4 has that same action you can pull back on the bolt carrier and but the the m4 was semi-auto Yes. So, like, the way a bolt action, you rack the bolt forward, pull the trigger, a little needle-ish thing will push into the back of the round, and then when you engage the bolt back, it'll... But an M4 has a spring, and the bolt moves independently. Ah. So, when the bullet fires, the force of the bullet firing shoves the bolt back, and then it it catches a new one. It catches a new bullet, and then you can keep firing. So, okay, wait, wait, wait. So... The, you know nothing about weapons. No, I don't. I really don't. I've only, I've only shot a gun. Isn't once. it incredible how much I know about weapons? Considering this is all stolen. Yeah. Power? I wait, wait, wait. I got to tell the story. So <laughs> I, I when I first got sober, I went on Tinder like most people do, and I started. I saw this girl who was like trying to become an FBI agent, and she was like, "I own a gun," and I was like, "Yeah, dude, let's like go on a date to the gun range." And I was like, this is going to be so sick. Like, I'm going <laughs> to. And then we go inside and she sh- starts firing it. And I was like, it's so loud. And I totally whipped out. And when I fired it, I like missed the target by like 20 feet. Nice. It was such a wimp moment. Somebody in the comments is getting uh, upset because I didn't mention that you have to also rack an automatic weapon. Rack. Rack around is when you pull back on the bolt. So that it'll put a, a... Like, when you say rack around, it means you putting around in the chamber. Yeah. It's like in movies when they're like, that's racking around. Okay. That unnecessary thing they do in movies. When it's... Yeah, it's like 30 cops and they're all like... Because all movie guns make like a weird amount of noise. Yeah. Um, Wait, so... Like, so with a fifty cal, it's belt fed. So you put a belt of bullets and you lay it over the top and you slam a, a thing down. Yeah. And then you you pull back on the charging handle. Uh, okay. Because it's not going to fire. The first round's got to be ch- racked. Racked. Manual. Not with, like, okay, so with, like, a pistol. Well, I mean, it's still. Because, like, with a pistol, you can pull the rack back and it'll stay. And then you put the magazine in and then you engage the bolt forward. And then the pistol. Whoa, you, you know whoa, whoa, when you whoa, pull whoa. back on a pistol so you got to you got to pull it back. A revolver doesn't need to do Put that. in the thing, the magazine, and then pull it again? Or you could have it already pulled. You ever see it? Like, well, 
some the bolt will engage will lock back when you're out of rounds so you can put in a new magazine and just let the bolt carrier drive forward so the there's also a button on the side of the magazine that will push the bolt forward because it often gets stuck and you got to just slam your fucking hand on okay. it okay so so reloading a gun is not as easy as Call of Duty makes it look no it is you can do it that fast really just go like so like when your when your weapon runs out of ammunition, when a semi-automatic w- rifle runs out of ammunition, the bolt is in the open position. So when you insert a new magazine, you just have to send the bolt forward. Every time the bolt moves forward, it catches the highest uh, bullet and then it pushes that okay. into the chamber. Okay. I can show you how this works if I had like. So you just go. You don't have to pull back. You just have to push it. It just has to drive. So forward. you go. There's a button. There's a. So when you put the, there's a button where your finger is where you can just tap that and the bolt. Oh, forward. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So if you're in combat, it's pretty easy to reload a weapon. Well, we practice it a lot. Okay. There's also ways, like, some people would duct tape two magazines together so you could just drop the top one and turn it around and put it back in. It'd be like, you'd call, you'd call it a banana clip. Oh, that's what a banana clip Well, is. there's also a really long clip where it's like 60 rounds and it looks more like a banana. And that's a banana clip. I think the duct tape one has a different name. Maybe that's okay. not what we called. You are so aggressively needy, Loki. You have been being pet for over over an hour and you're still like, please, I desire more. So uh, what were we talking about before this whole reloading thing? I have uh, no idea. Yeah. Oh, look at him windmilling. <laughs> What is how did how did the momentum of this scene yeah. make any sense? Daniel Stern. I, I love that those two are largely indestructible. Like they get yeah. hit in the face with like hammers. Yeah. yeah. And they're just like, whoa, yikers. Dude, slapstick comedy is just like acceptable violence. Oh god, yeah. I watched Christmas Vacation. It's a goof because he got his head lit on fire. Yeah, but like if this shit were to really happen, like these these men would die. <laughs> I love that these men, after being uh, hoisted on their own petard by this young boy, are like back, back yeah, for more. Yeah, for one more. Yeah, back for one more. I think they also come back in the. Do they come back in the third one? No. Or that was a Joe whole Pesci new has, cap? has more respect. There's a theory that Joe Pesci here is like the same Joe Pesci from Goodfellas. <laughs> something, something weird like that. Oh, we were talking about that clothing company. Yeah. Fuck them. What were we, why, why did guns come up? Uh, because people were... I don't know. I really don't know. <sighs> Guys, why, why did we start talking about guns? Yeah, what, live chat. What, what was the point of that? Where, yeah, do you guys know? Did we have, were we going somewhere? Engaging in combat. There, oh, oh, right, because it doesn't count because I didn't yeah. fire my dumb gun. Even though I was, like, a medic and involved and did stuff, he was like, you're no different from a war photographer. And I was like, they were in combat too, yeah. you idiot. It's, it's this, like, not, not to, uh, to be you and just, and just aggressively psychoanalyze. Uh, but I, it, it gave me that feeling of, like, here's a guy that's incapable of looking at what he did objectively or with any amount of nuance or, like, self-reflection. And I've noticed that for a lot of veterans, if they've done something that they find morally objectionable, or something that they might find morally objectionable if they, like, thought about it for five minutes, they will build it up in their head 
is something that no one else can understand. And and like I'm the bet like I I am a bastion. I am alone. You don't get it, even though you were there right next to me. You don't get it because you didn't do. And then they like what a ridiculously anachronistic. Oh well, you didn't pull the trigger, so you're not oh, yeah. like you weren't in violent like. And it's it's also uh, it's super damaging because one it 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 implies the the lack of like non combat related war injuries. It implies that anyone who isn't an infantryman... It's like, okay, well, what about the guy that drives the tank? Mm-hmm. He didn't... Or what about the guy that loads the round in the tank? All American tanks have a, have a round loader. Yeah. Because we don't use automatic loaders in the United States. Does that guy not count? Is it only the guy looking at the computer screen that fires the tank round that was in combat? Or is everybody in the tank... In combat, because I had drivers that never fired a shot, but they maneuvered the vehicle mm-hmm. so that the gunner had a better position. I called out targets for my gunner. What does that imply? Like I had binoculars, and I was like, "You're not hitting the target," and I maneuvered his rounds until he laid on target. What about a, a, a fister? A fister is someone who uses math to drop mortars. Oh, really? They get their binoculars out and they have a map and they figure out where to drop mortars. So that, like, and they also have, like, a ridiculous truck with, like, a math uh, binocular. Like, they have a, a, a super expensive, um, we've talked about the tow missile before. They have a yeah. version of the tow missile's computer system that it points a laser at something and can figure out where it is on a grid. Oh, so they don't really? have to do, like, math in a notebook. Oh, which okay. is how you would do, when you want to drop mortars, you do math in a notebook and you mm-hmm. hope you don't kill your friends. Yeah. And, which I've been trying so hard to make a stand-up joke about how like fisters use math to kill people and like and like how like the joke ended, which is probably not good of like of a school teacher Oof. being like, and this is why you'll need math as an adult, and then the, the school explodes. Well, uh, uh, but people didn't like that. No, so I no. some people did. It's yeah, it's uh, it's a rough joke, but. <laughs> Well, the joke, and then uh, the, 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 the follow-up to that joke was, um, if it makes you feel better, no little girls were killed in that imaginary school because they're not allowed to seek an education. Oh. Yeah, that, that, was, that was a pretty rough joke. <laughs> I think it's... Um, I would have just gone with, oh, they're called fisters, and fisting's a sexual Boo! Act. You gotta... Yeah. My comedy always flirts... It's highbrow! My comedy always flirts with violence. I, yeah. Um, what were we going about? Oh, so like, yeah, it doesn't count. It didn't count. I, I have no, I'm not a real veteran because I was a medic, which is like the stupidest fucking mm. thing I've mm. ever heard. Like, yeah, you want to go tell that guy from uh, Black Hawk Down yeah. that he didn't count because yeah. he was a, uh, because he was the medic. It's like, I don't know. It definitely had this feel of this guy who was like an idiot, but also like really, uh, like entirely wrapped around this, uh, this idea that like what he did was something that even I couldn't understand, and that's why it's like screw you, you know. Blah, blah, blah. But that's what they do. That's what this I, the the company didn't do it. But I I largely feel like it's probably in the same vein. I don't count. I'm not a veteran because I don't, um, you know, I speak up and I I, I don't have this jingoistic rah rah exactly. ultimate exactly. patriotism. I mean, their entire. The entire product they're selling is like patriotism. 
rah, woo, I stand for the flag. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why? Well, I, I care about black people. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, you know, if, if we're going to talk about, um, you know, let's say standing for the flag, right? Like that conversation got hijacked and the troops were, were used as this token of, oh, if you don't stand for the national anthem, it's like, it's an affront to the troops, which is, you know, a conversation Republicans are way more comfortable having than, hey, let's talk about police reform like that. Because that, you know, there was this serious issue going on, but then the tr- the troops, the troops, the troops, the, the troops. troops. What about the troops? Yeah. You know? Which is fun. like going back to the 04 election. Can, can we just for just one moment think about the absurdity that a professional football player taking a knee during the national anthem is directly hurting the, the troops. The troops. <laughs> the troops. First of all, I love, and I love putting this in quotes, the troops. The troops. Just what about... Of the yeah, troops. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, what is, how is he hurting them? Oh, is he disrespecting them? Did, okay. What, do you not remember fucking Vietnam? When you guys were in Afghanistan, I mean, I know this was before like Colin Kaepernick and all that, but like, did you ever talk about what celebrities were being disrespectful to the troops? Huh. <sighs> I. I'm sure that if I, I, honestly, when you're in the midst of it and you're like in uniform, if, if I knew nothing more about it, I could probably see myself being swept up in that stupid argument of like, yeah, that is disrespectful. He's so overpaid. Like, there's a part of me that kind of gets the emotional appeal of it. It just doesn't, I don't think, stand up to logic. Mm-hmm. But I could totally get... I don't know. It's hard because the older I get and the more I, like, break down this stuff, the more I am, like, it is weird that we, like, trot out the troops at every baseball, football game. And it is weird that, like, that, that we treat treat troops with, like, this pretend... I mean, I also find it completely useless, this, like, false patriotism, because it's... When I needed help, it was the hardest thing in the world to get. I called thousands of numbers. And every one of them was like, first of all, I just want to thank you for your service. Yeah. And I was like, cool. I want help, though. Like, I don't care. Your empty thanks mean nothing to me. I'm trying to save my house or, like, get health care. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, but, like, just know that I really respect your sacrifice. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, could you respect it with money? Yeah, exactly. Like, and I, I think I've just become... And, like, I know a lot of these veterans never... Like, these guys don't seem like people... That have ever had to fight for their, uh, like, the stuff that was promised them. Because mm-hmm. when I went overseas, it was like, if you get hurt, we're going to take care of you. That's why you should take that hill. Because if you get hurt, we're going to figure and patch you up and you're set for life. And you're worth $400,000. So, like, I had a $400,000 life insurance policy. Wow. So, like, I was like, well, you know, if I die, it'll be a huge boon for my family. Although now... There, I haven't seen definitive proof of this. I've just seen people talking about it. But supposedly, the government isn't paying out uh, widows' benefits anymore. They're like trying to retroactively take people off widows' pensions. So, if that's true, and I haven't been able to find a source that says it is, I've just heard people say they got letters from the VA. So, grain of salt. But the government made an agreement 
with a soldier who died, and now they are reneging on that agreement. Yeah. Not and like someone was like, you know, if the new government, if like the new policy is like, if you join, your widow doesn't get benefits, and you know about that when you enlist, that's different than telling a dead soldier's wife. Hey, I know we made this agreement back in 1974, but like, mm. we gotta give more tax cuts to the Ricks. Yeah. And we yeah. gotta buy more F-35s. This jet we've been throwing money at for 20 years that doesn't fucking work. Yeah. Well, we were talking about... and What? I, Glitter. I don't know if this was before we started oh, recording Jesus, or not. Jesus, that would hurt. But the... Oh, it's varnish. The government has this really toxic libertarian strain to it where it's so anti-social welfare, it's anti-handout. And a lot of this started with the Republican Revolution with Reagan who created this false fantasy of welfare queens. That's the reason we have this huge deficit and not the $900 billion we're spending on you know, bomber jets or whatever. And so throughout the 80s and 90s and even to today, there's this huge anti-welfare, anti-taking care of people. I mean, even even now, like, it's, it's a battle to get those stimulus checks, right? It, it's so deeply ingrained that, like, I have to argue with my mother about it. Really? My mother knows a person who she maintains shouldn't be on the VA dime. And I, I I guess I probably agree with her. This person, like, worked at the VA and knows the ins and outs. And they got hurt sort of doing, like, a recreation. It, it's a very muddled situation. Uh, and and But my mother is so convinced that this one person shouldn't be on VA disability... That she, and I'll be like, I'll be like, I'm having a really hard time because disability problems. And she'll immediately be like, oh, you know, this person, you know, we got to do something about these people like abusing. And I'm like, anything you do to try to fix that just hurts me. Yes. And it hurts people like me and it makes it harder to get onto the benefits. And statistically, there just aren't that many people doing this. There is always gonna be freeloaders regardless of you could get rid of welfare and you'd still have although i will point out that when when a poor person tricks their way onto welfare they're a welfare queen but when a company yeah blows up their just does a shitty job and 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 doesn't plan for the future and then it's fine if the government bails them out and then they give a bunch of that bailout money to the the high it's like why is it only welfare fraud when a poor person yeah. does it but it's just the height of cleverness mm-hmm. when a rich person does it yeah donald trump i didn't pay my taxes because i'm smart yeah and then they find out he's paid like $700 and it's like oh yeah it's totally fine yeah it's totally fine that he that, like what? Why? It's because people. They everybody just fucking hates poor people. Yeah, and and in in this country too, even other poor people will be like, there's this stigma against like, oh yeah, this guy's on welfare and he doesn't deserve it, and it's because of freeloaders like him. And it's like, dude, it's the fucking the military budget is ridiculous. Can I tell you something that I'm not proud of? When I worked as a paramedic, I fucking hated. Anytime I would run into someone on welfare, because I'd be like, why the fuck am I working when I'm so goddamn broken and you don't have to? 
but I do. And I was so angry, especially if they'd be like, I'm on, I have disability for PTSD. I'd be like, oh, oh, this is some bullshit. Yeah. And then finally, like when I tried to get it and fought to get it, I was like, oh, this is like really, really hard. And now that I'm on it, I'm stressed all the time that they're going to take it away or, or that it'll just, it'll just mess up. Because if the government just fucks off for a month and just loses paperwork or forgets about me, I'm destitute. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing I can do. Yeah. And, like, it, it's, it's, it's a brilliant way to keep us from being mad at anyone who has anything to do with it. Instead, we're just mad at each other. Yeah. Anyone up above who can actually... It's like, like, yeah. No. no, don't be mad at Bush or Reagan or whoever. Yeah. Be mad at the guy who's barely getting by... Mm-hmm. in section 8 housing uh, for having section 8 housing because you have to pay a mortgage it's like what are you doing yeah. i mean i i was in that boat and it's i largely think it's like a fear driven response it's also a lot easier to be mad at a person that you've seen specifically than it is to be mad at like the concept of government overreach yeah an anti-welfare state yeah. And like, oh, I'm mad that for 50 years Fox News has convinced boomers that welfare is destroying America when in fact Fox News is destroying America. And it's it's crazy because like most of the people who work at like Amazon are on, or or Walmart or something, are like on welfare. Really? Like a huge portion of them get welfare because they don't make enough money. That's, that's... So like we are subsidizing these massive corporations... And it's not the corporation's fault for not spending the money on their essential workers. It's their fault for not working three jobs, you lazy bums. Yeah. Should have thought about that before you were born into poverty, you, you, you dick. Yeah. But, I mean, this, this place... Maybe you should join the military and you better shoot back or it doesn't count. Dude, and just the idea that you would be in war Mm -hmm. and you, you guys were like, oh... You know, if I get hit, I'll have it made. Because yeah. they'll pay my family. It's like getting hit by a bus on a college it, campus. It's like, do you understand how sick that sounds? Oh, yeah. Like, like, like you're sacrificing your life, your health, your safety just to get by Can I tell you a story? Yeah. So this guy comes up. We're, we, we're on a mission, and we... One of our trucks drove over a our IED and it didn't go off. But we noticed as we were driving, like, oh, that was a that's a pressure plate in the road. So our convoy is cut off. Some of us are too far down the road. Like, and there's only one road in Afghanistan. So we they drove over the pressure plate, and they were like, if we drive back over it, it'll probably go off. So we are stranded. So we called EOD, Explosive Ordnance uh, Division, Destruction, Explosive Ordnance, something with a D, EOD. Uh, can you tell I didn't go? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, they, they show up with their massive convoy because uh, EOD clears roads. They drive up and down Afghanistan. They have multiple vehicles. Some of, some of the vehicles are designed to literally drive over a mine and cause it to go off. <laughs> but it's, well, it's got like a V-shaped hole. Like I knew a guy who had been in nine roadside bombs. They had gone off below him. And his job was to drive this like, I have so much dog hair in my mouth. And it won't... I just keep... Ugh. You good? No. <laughs> I feel like I ate my dog. Oh, bro. Ugh. Don't go there. Ugh. <laughs> Times are tough. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't get that stimulus check, so I had to eat my dog. Uh, what was I going on? Oh, so, the, you know, EOD, they're crazy. 
This guy shows up and they have a robot. I don't know what the robot's name is. We call it Johnny Five because it kind of looks like Johnny Five. And they he has a little remote control and the robot drives out. And he he's fucking with the robot for like an hour. And he comes over to me. He's like, you're the medic, right? And I was like, I am. And he goes, listen, I can't get a good feed on the robot. So I'm going to go dig the bomb out. <sighs> if it goes off, move the robot next to me so that my family will get my death benefits. And then he, and then he, and he, he chuckled. And then he walked over, and then he dug the, the bomb, and then... So, I mean, I guess explosives, like, once you work with them enough, but, like, this guy literally, like, digs it out, unplugs it, and, like, put it under his shoulder, and then, like, tossed it in the back of their truck. And they were just like, all right, that's that's that. We took our two... Because wow. it's just fertilizer at that point, if it doesn't have all the other components, you know, if it doesn't have a primer and an injection and all that stuff. But it was just so cavalier. He literally just went over and he dug it out. But it was just so funny to me that this guy was like, hey, I, I'm, you know, it is taking too long. I'm just going to go do it myself. But if I die, it has to look like I was repairing the robot oh. or I'm not going to, or I'll get in trouble and my family won't get paid. That sounds like the ultimate worker alienation, Marx would call it, where like you're just so detached from what you're doing and that your own life and death has been commodified under mm-hmm. capitalism. Oh, sure. It's funny to me in a way because, like, I'm very attracted in a, in a certain sense to, like, the idea of a warrior. Of, like, fighting and the, the honor of the fight. And it used to be if you were a warrior, you wanted to die with an axe in your hand fighting. So you could go to Valhalla, or you could go to whatever the Greek version was. There was like a special heaven for warriors. Warriors. Only if you died in combat. Like, it was, for some, considered like a failure to survive Mm. through combat your whole life and then die, you know, in your sleep. It was like, oh god, could you imagine? Could you imagine surviving that many wars and not getting to die? And now... You know, a couple thousand years later, it's like, you don't want to die because, like, some of them obviously have that warrior ethos. But, like, it's like, I don't want to die and then have the government not pay my family. Ah. It's not like, I want to die and go to special heaven. It's, I want to die and make sure that my fiancé gets $400,000. Or that my kid grows up with a hero for a father and not like, oh, yeah, he just, you know, whatever. It's just so... Isn't that sad? It... Really, war is like the ultimate capitalist racket. Now? Yeah. I feel, I maybe I'm wrong here, but I feel like war wasn't as capitalistically driven before. Like, you'd want something like land or power or or women or glory. And now they just... We're not even fighting over land. We're not going to get Afghanistan when this is over. I, I feel like now there's this like geopolitical reason why we're staying where we are. And it's like the geopolitical reason is like the, why we have the biggest military on earth is like, yeah, we want all we want the resources. We want them like with the most ease and don't fuck with us. I've been reading, especially after he pardoned those war criminals. That there's been more and more of a push for private armies because, like, much as people might not believe or want to hear this, the military is held to a higher standard than Blackwater, 
mm-hmm. or or yeah. whatever they're called now. Four Seasons War. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And like, if I know people, although they were now since acquitted or pardoned, I forget which one. I knew a guy who shot someone he shouldn't have shot in a situation that at the time, and he got tried at Leavenworth, and or got tried and went to Leavenworth, and like. It doesn't get swept under the rug the way that people think it does because of like they, the police and the military are very different. And it's not, everyone in the military is not out to help everybody else. There is sometimes a good old boys network, but mm-hmm. like a lot of these dudes go to jail yeah. or get tried. Otherwise, there wouldn't be, the president wouldn't have to pardon them. Mm-hmm. Although these guys were private contractors who did, you know, murdered children. Uh, I almost said allegedly, but they got pardoned. So they, they did do it. You you admit guilt when you accept a pardon, and they got fucking convicted of it, and it's like there's more there's going to be more of a push for these private armies because you don't have to be held to the same standard mm-hmm. if you send in a mili- a mercenary group as if you sent in uh whatever a sovereign army or whatever we're called. Are we well, sovereign? Do we have sovereignty? No, because we're I don't know what the word is, but like a government owned. I remember in the in the, at the height of the Iraq War, you would hear about war crimes, but they were committed by like Blackwater security forces, so no one really dealt with consequences because of them. And even though I was what maybe like fourteen, fifteen, sixteen at the time, I was like, "That's fucked up." <laughs> I mean, they talked about like Blackwater security guard accidentally like murders 40 Iraqi civilians. And I was like, well, what's going to happen to them? They're like, eh, you know, they'll get transferred somewhere. I'm like, what? What the fuck? Like, I couldn't, I can't believe the, that they pardoned them. And, and it, it, it seems very, uh, quid pro quo. Yeah. Considering who runs Blackwater. Well, and that's the other half of, uh, libertarianism is private, the private sector. That's why like, like they now have private prisons, which are just oh, wonderful places to I, be. It's this is my favorite scene where they itemize the bill and <laughs> then they get mad at him for using room service. And it's like you left that boy, and it's also only a thousand dollars. Yeah, but it's in 1992. Was that a lot in 1992? I mean, it's more than it is now. I mean, how much is oh, a mi- Mister? Oh, how, uh, it's only a thousand dollars, dude. They have a massive family, and they left their okay, son. Okay, well, why don't you go pay for his $1,000 bill? Uh, I hope they're going to pay for his fucking therapy yeah, for the true. second time they left him alone to get attacked by criminals. It's true. All right, please please don't put on the third one. I'm going to put on the first one. Okay. At some point. I don't want to do it right away. I don't want people to know when... When the movie, I like, I like the idea that these movies are playing. Yeah, but we they are don't know. Yeah, doing, yeah. <laughs> so that means this podcast is already one Home Alone movie long. Yes. Uh, private sector. It's gross, and it does like if people don't. I get why people don't like the military, but at least the military has like veteran. I mean, they suck, but like they give veteran benefits and they give benefits that so you can go to college. That none of that shit's happening in the private sector. It's just you're just getting paid to show up somewhere with barely any rules of engagement and like you're not being held up to the standards of the military or the government or any of that. You're just and if it, things don't go your way, they can just be like we don't you know care about you. Yeah. 
It's it's a really it's bad way idea. worse. It's a bad idea, it, man. Yeah, and everybody, everyone I've ever known who did private security work was a tool. Mm-hmm. Like it, the, the it's not like the best of the best. No, it's the people who want more money. I tried to sign up, but I like was a week. Basically, oh, I was so pissed. I, I had a bad breakup, and I was like, well, time to go back to war. Uh, because that's what I did literally every time I had a breakup after my deployment. <laughs> oh, it was like, well, I'll just, you know, I'll go back to what I know. And I tried to do a, a private security thing, and they were like, we will lo- we would love to have you be a medic at an embassy. And I was like, other than Benghazi, that sounds fucking great. Uh, and a few other embassies have been attacked. But they did the paperwork. They were, we were doing the paperwork, and they're like, oh, you are... Five days shy of the hard requirement for time in country for you to take this job. So we can't give you this medic at a embassy. Would you like to do uh, convoy security? And I was like, you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> Wait, you, so you hadn't been in Afghanistan for five days long enough? Yeah. Really? Yep. Damn. Multiple people told you that? The person I was with. It, it's like a DOD requirement oh. for you to get this particular job. Damn. As medic at an embassy. Did you leave five days early? No, I just deployed for 10 months as opposed to... Like 11? 11 or 12. There are different deployments. Marines deploy for six months. The Air Force, I think, also does six to 12 month deployments. Some people did like two year deployments. Yeah. Is that what they call a tour? Anyone, any time in country is considered a tour. A tour of duty. Yeah, I guess. Okay. So how, and like, you know, they'll say like, oh, this guy did two tours of duty. I mean, you went and came back and then you went and you came back. Do they count like a, because you said you get a break where you get to go home. The leave doesn't count as a different part of the tour. Okay. So it's all one tour. That just, yeah. You have to like get processed in and then get processed out. And that is one tour of duty. And like that's this is that's a newer concept. In World War Two, you just went to fucking World War Two. Really? Yeah. When the war was over, you went home. Oh, uh, okay. That's... Some people got rotated back if they got hurt or like a family thing or like maybe someone got rotated back. But they largely, were Matt Damon and four of their brothers died. Yeah. <laughs> other than that, it was like you are here until the war is over. Well, that makes sense. I mean, it was total war. Yeah. But in I guess like Korea, Vietnam... maybe there were tours of duty in like World War One. I. I don't remember. I don't think so. Vietnam was long enough that, like, you'd go oh, yeah. for a yeah, few yeah. years. I, I know in documentaries you've heard, like, this guy did two tours of duty. And, and, and from what it sounds like, like, the only requirement is the first tour, right? These men, like the hosts, would go to war and get psychological problems and would go back to avoid. That is true. I don't know why that, that sentence read very aggressive. What did it say? These men, like the hosts, would go to war... Go back. Maybe he's referring to my when I was talking about I had a bad breakup, so I was like, and back to war. Yeah. Still rude. Yeah. I have a name. It's on the screen. Over and over and never rested nor recovered. Be this. Like, why? Why do people like give their life story on TikTok? I don't notice that. I I have a um, people. I I think it's trauma bonding. Yeah. I think it's because I'm so open about my trauma that it makes them feel like they should be open about their trauma. But here's here's my stance is I am also very open about certain things I've struggled with, but I usually like ninety ninety five percent of the time am like trying to make a joke out of it that oh other, yeah other people will like be like haha that's funny I'm gonna click like, 
But then people in the comments are like, I was abused by my teacher. And I'm like, okay, like that, I'm sorry you went through that, but like, why are you posting that as a comment? Like, what's, uh, and, and, and it's just weird. And like, mm-hmm. I, I, Welcome I, to my comment section. I'm glad people like feel open enough to share these things, but like at the same time, like get help. <laughs> I don't, cause like when I talk get about help, when I like, for example, when I talk about alcoholism, like it's always a joke. It's always like, oh yeah, I used to be this really bad alcoholic and now I'm not. Like, haha, it's funny. Let's like, I'm never like, this is this is how bad it was. And I think you do the same thing with being a veteran. You're never like, I mean, maybe on the podcast it's a little different. We get into it a little more, but that's fine. That's suitable for the format. But most of your, I mean, it's like, ha, I got shot at and now I'm crazy in the head and I get money. But look, I built an X-wing out of Legos, teehee, and it's like. Oh, that's funny. He's coping. But then people in the comments are like, my uncle served in Korea and he came home and screamed at his <laughs> wife. And it's like, well, okay, why? Why are you telling us this? <laughs> my my theory is that like I processed all this and continue to process it through humor. Yeah. And other people don't yeah. do that. And yeah. so they're like, well, he just said a true thing. Yeah. I guess I will say a true thing. But I was doing it to entertain yeah and they're just like like i literally made a video being like "Wee, i'm alone on christmas and yeah. like i know i'm doing the right thing but it doesn't feel like it burp, burp, burp. and but and like the joke was like and like but like it's not that bad because like i'm a veteran i've had way worse holidays yeah, yeah, yeah. and then people were like my father died yesterday <laughs> and i'm like Woo, jesus it's so true that's so sad and i'm like i i don't know what I'm fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then it's like I I don't want to I don't want to insult them. I don't I know don't what respond. to respond. Yeah, I just don't respond. Cuz I'm like well, I was joking. I mean, I'm not I like I I think that's just a thing with comedy is that like it's such a fine it's so hard to get a joke that's like biting and also funny cuz like and like we're we spend a lot of time trying to refine that and i still mm-hmm. fail mm-hmm. so i can only imagine someone who's like not living in that headspace is like oh they said a thing yeah. like they might not even mean it to be like yeah super serious they just don't know how to like i know when i started doing stand up and i would talk about war trauma people would be like fuck <laughs> and like i still have i'll do a set and people would be like dude that's just no. Violently sad. I, I remember <laughs> I when before we were like friend friends, I would see you at open mics and I loved it because you would just we would be in like the back of like um Caravan of Dreams. It's oh, like Caravan shitty like Mexican restaurant or whatever. And and like so like the first couple of comedians be like, dating is hard, right? <laughs> and then you'd get up and you'd be like I watched this teenager die in my hands. And to like <laughs> utter silence, but I was dying because it was so dark and brutal. And it was like, it's funny because, you know, I felt like other comedians would try to antagonize the audience by like saying edgy stuff. They'd be like, 
that all female Ghostbusters movie kind of sucked, right? They should <laughs> they should have been making sandwiches. Right? Hashtag men. And, and and it'd be like shut, like oh you think you're so edgy, and then you'd be like I was holding my friend's severed head in my hand, and like everyone, including that guy, would get so uncomfortable. But it was like this is real darkness right here. This is not performative edginess. That's what I really liked about you. But then I got to know you better and, and that sort of faded. So <laughs> I still like I had a whoever's in the comments, uh, we weren't we weren't uh, we weren't attacking you. We were just using you as a jumping off point yeah. to uh, to riff on on the trauma bond. Please read back some more. I was conversing. Oh, no. No, we were talking about you. We were specifically <laughs> insulting I'm sorry, you. I didn't mean to be. Ru- well, you were rude. Yeah, the rudest. Oh no! Wait, she's look how less red his lips are in this movie. <laughs> yeah. No, we, his you're lips fine. are red. You're fine. No, they're red in this scene. Yo, who's the Atlanta Falcons fan in the chat? We gotta talk about your team. Your team sucks. Okay, you guys suck. You can't hold a lead for shit. You will forever be the biggest loser chokers ever. This is coming from a Jets fan. You're gonna get my TikTok. Shut up. I'm sorry. All right. I'm sorry. I, you know, I, 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 you know, I do have a soft spot in my heart for the Falcons, but man, you guys suck. Anyways, uh, being a veteran's hard. It is hard. Yeah. Do you want to segue into your story? Sure. I, uh, anyway, so I was thinking, <laughs> yeah, no, I was, <laughs> dude, this whole episode, I was like, dude, we're going to go off for two hours about his thing. Then we're gonna talk about like my thing for like eight minutes. Oh, okay. But so, but you know what though? I'm gonna make sure. I think I'm my because like now that there's been some time since it, I think the emotions involved weren't as strong as the ones in your little conflict. Oh well, now you're now it's a self fulfilling eight minute prophecy. No, I I just think naturally like I woke up this morning and was like you literally were just yelling about how people. So okay, <laughs> okay. I, I, so I so as we were talking about before. Um, a popular trend, like you said, you had that. Tell me you have ADHD without saying it. Yeah, and like you know, a lot of people stitched it or whatever. Yes, and I saw that was a trend, so I was like, okay. So I made a video called "Tell Me You Have an Eating Disorder Without Saying It," and then I was I said a bunch of things that I've said a thousand times, like, "Oh, I'll have the salad." Uh, no, I'm not hungry. Uh, I had a big breakfast. No, I'm good. Blah blah blah, and it got ninety thousand views. And a whole bunch of people stitched it. And then a bunch of people in the comments started saying uh, things that were like, Oh yeah, this is my eating disorder behavior. I do this. I chew gum here. I drink a lot of green tea here. Yeah, that's, that's kind of the, the expected. Yeah. And then, so I was at the King of Prussia Mall on Christmas Eve uh, buying your present, which is a, a Lego Star Wars helmet. I forgot to bring it. But oh, it's a helmet. Yeah, does it one fit? Of those, no, no, it's like you you put it together, and then it. Uh, no, no, it's, it's not it, life size. It's like a like the Imperial pilots. Oh, it's like they're. I wanted to make sure you didn't have it already. You don't have that, do you? I don't think so. Okay, I got it for you. Aww. You're welcome. Thank you. I have to buy you a present now. No, you don't. I was gonna give you a book, but then I realized what book. I don't care. I was just going to pick okay. a book that okay. I thought like I, one of the things I like to do is like I'm like I will find a book that I think would be like helpful for you or like something that might be like interesting <laughs> like i give a lot of comedians like the same book what book the war on art or the war of art oh because it's like the art of war but it's about being a uh, an artist 
Anyway, so I'm making... I might still give you that book. I made this video. It got stitched a lot. But then I saw a lot of people in the comments were like, take this down. This is really triggering. This is giving a lot of people bad ideas. Uh, this is super triggering to my eating disorder and blah, 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 blah. So I panicked and I deleted it. Oh, yeah. And one of the comments, the one comment that really got me was, you're a therapist. You should know better. Which, <laughs> great. So... <laughs> I deleted it and then I texted you about it and um, you, I, sh I sent you the original video and you were like, yeah, I don't see what the problem is. And I felt weird because at first I, I was like, oh, I did the right thing. But then I sort of thought about it some more was like, am I really responsible for what triggers other people, especially on an app like TikTok? Looking back, it's like, I think the really destructive aspect of it was people were like sharing tips on how to per perpetuate an eating disorder, which I don't want to help spread. What do you mean? Like, they would be like, oh, well, you know, if you like, for example, I didn't even know drinking green tea was a thing you could do to stave off uh, hunger or whatever. Oh, I didn't even realize that you were saying that. Yeah. I didn't realize that either until someone commented it on the video and I was like, oh. So that's what they mean by like sharing tips about it, right? I didn't know you needed tips to not, I'm going to say something offensive. Do it. But like, I didn't know you needed tips to not eat. It, well, there's. I thought, I thought the problem was that you don't but want the, to eat. No, it's, you can not want to eat, but your body will be hungry and it's oh, difficult I thought, to deal with. I thought people like. Just because, like, I'll just not want to eat. Yeah, but it, and I have to force myself to like. But that's more of an ADHD yeah. caffeine thing. But if 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 let's say you go like two or three days with not eating or under eating, your body's gonna be like, give me some fucking food now. And then green tea helps suppress yeah, that. Uh, I guess caffeine is caffeine, an appetite. Yeah, suppress. I don't know. That doesn't really sound like a a a tick a tip or a trick to me. But yeah. whatever. Well, I, I was just curious as to... It's not like you're telling them how much epi, epicac to, to fucking... Yeah. The perfect amount of epicac. Is that the right word? Epi, epicac. Epicac, yeah. So my thing is, is like, I, I connect with people. I, I really like TikTok because I can talk about being a man with an eating disorder and people react to it in a really positive way, which doesn't always necessarily happen in real life. But at the flip side, a lot of people say it's really triggering. And so... There's got to be this balance. And I'm wondering if you have ever... Because you talk about a lot of really intense shit. And I think, you know... Every single time I talk about my experience as a veteran, if it comes across an Afghan person's page, they are immediately going to lose their mind. Really? At least... Okay, maybe... Well, that's not fair. Every time I talk about it, someone who says that they're Afghani will attack me. Now, I'm not saying that every Afghani who sees it gets upset. That I can't. I don't know that. But I do know that, like, I made a post that got, like, 2 million views that was like, Hey, fuck 45 for saying the troops are going to be out of Afghanistan by Christmas. He didn't run this by anyone. Opposing these sort of troop movements is really dangerous for both the civilians and the troops. Like, it's just bad form to be like, Hey, we're going to leave this place at this time and my argument wasn't like we should stay in afghanistan forever but it was like we shouldn't tell ostensibly the terrorists the day we plan to leave 
because they're gonna, yeah. you know, rocket us and stuff and rocket towns and civilians and people are gonna die. Mm-hmm. And this guy came on like two days ago and this post was like months ago and this guy was like, oh, look at this idiot. Don't you know that our army is 400,000 strong? Which I don't believe. And having been in Afghanistan, uh, our whole job was to train up the Afghan National Army. And while some of them were great, there's so much corruption. There's reasons we're still there. And it's not just because Halliburton wants more money. Like, we have agreements with the government. We have... And at some point, 45 made an agreement with the Taliban, which... Yeah, I remember that. I don't agree with, but whatever. And, like, this guy gets all mad at me, and he's like, you know, you're the reason, and you don't know what you're talking about, and, like, you're, it's pretty clear that you're an idiot, and this is why, like, and I'm like, fuck you, guy. But, like, if I argue with that guy, Mm -hmm. I'm gonna look like an asshole, because I don't even know if he was a real Afghani, or if he's just, like, I want to take, you know, he could just be a troll. Yeah. Or he could just not know what the fuck he's talking about. But it's, it's that same thing of, like, how am I supposed to tell someone who's like, I'm a citizen of that country. Because he's like, we don't want you there. And I'm like, you don't want us there. But your government does. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people who absolutely want America there. Because it's making them a lot of money. Or it's just they prefer it. I, I, you know, there's all sorts of different opinions floating around in Afghanistan of who does or doesn't want. And it also not, it's, this makes me so fucking mad. It's not just Afghan. It's not America. It's it's ISAF. It's like fifty different member countries are in this fucking like a guy the other day was like, yeah, well, you know, the Irish never go to war, and I literally Google it. The Irish are in fucking Afghanistan. Yeah, yeah. He's like, well, you know, it's not our entire army. It's like fuck off with your oh, this and that, and America's the worst, and we're the. It's like okay, so Britain's not there. Russia's not there. We it's, there are so many other countries. Ugh, I'm getting annoyed. But, like, this guy, like, every time I, I, if I post a joke about, I still don't think that this is a problematic joke. But I said, COVID reminds me a lot about war because it's so isolating and terrifying. But at least in Afghanistan, me and the boys could roll into town and get shot at. And I think that is a, and literally so many people like, this is a war crime joke. I'm like, how the fuck is it a war crime to acknowledge that while I was in Afghanistan, when we would drive into a town, people would shoot at us. It's like, well, it implies that Afghanistan's war-torn. It is! This has been a 19-year-long <laughs> yeah. war there. I, regardless of how you feel about it, it exists. Would, would a lot of people say this? Because for me, on my video, yeah, when I talk about my eating disorder, yeah, uh, normally one or two people will come out. But someone, like, made a comment saying this is, like, bad and triggering. And, like, it got 800 likes. And I was like, okay, so this isn't just one person. This is, like, a pretty noticeable percentage of the people who saw this video. That tweet uh, pissed people off when it first came out. And then when those leftists were calling me a, a baby killer, they went and found it and used that specific tweet to be like, See? He doesn't care. I still don't get what because it's not like I was like, huh, at least we can go shoot people. It was get, get shot, shot at. at. Yeah. And I've made that joke all, I make that joke, con- I mean, I used to have much worse jokes. And I now I'm kind of questioning whether I should tell them. I used to open every show by being like, uh, I was in Afghanistan, y'all been? Yeah. And that would get a big laugh. And then I would be like, the views are to die for. Oh, yeah. 
but the people are hit or miss. Oh, yeah. And, the, you know, yeah. it's the double entendre of the joke. But, like, now I wonder if if that is, like, ha-ha, shooting people. So, because to me, and I acknowledge this, Afghanistan's not, like, to me, in my head, Afghanistan's not just another country. Afghanistan is a war that we have been in for night for 20, 20 years, years now. So I don't think of it as like when I hear Afghanistan I immediately think Afghanistan war the because war. that is how I interface with it. And as a comedian, it, it I don't know. This is something that I worry about going back into stand up is like how am I going to represent how am I going to talk about this thing without upsetting people? Well, I think what we're dealing with is a, a little similar in that it's something very personal to us. It's something that has affected our lives tremendously. We both use humor as a coping mechanism to sort of process it. But then people are coming in and in some ways telling us, like almost like dictating to us what we can say about it. Right? I don't I don't I don't think you need to say almost. They are literally saying the way that you are processing this isn't okay. Yeah. Which... You're not allowed to make jokes about this because it's subs- I First of all, um so what you're saying is that your eating disorder is, no, is your war in Afghanistan. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I had to. I, I like, knew it. I oh. fucking knew it. I was like, ooh. Comparing. Ooh, I'm going to get not, it. I'm just. I'm going to get it. See, so basically, it's your Vietnam. It's my Vietnam. I. No, I mean, it's. <laughs> it's something I've struggled with. Just like with. STDs or 45s, yeah, Vietnam. Yes. Eating. I'm not comparing them. I'm saying that, you know, our experience <laughs> dealing with this thing. All right. You know what? I'm only fucking with I you. I know. This is. No, but it's. It's like something that's been very painful for me. There's so so huge... candy is like the mortars yes. of your... Now, See, now I'm being offensive. Yeah, you fucking reactionary prick. It's... it's you know what? Who, how dare you? How, how dare you? Dare you? you? You minimize... You monster. I you am. You monster. I'm implying... You can't make those jokes until you've eaten laxatives... And oh. sat on the toilet for eight hours. What if I vomit a bunch? What if I force myself to vomit a bunch? I don't know. Is is did you even pull the trigger yourself? Yes, a lot. Okay. All right. I used to every time I drank, when I decided I was done, you would vomit. The, the night would end with me pulling the trigger of, really? of like making myself vomit. Why? Because I didn't want to be as like because I would usually imbibe too much and realize I'd imbibe too much and I didn't want the rest of it to get into my system, so I would just forcibly vomit. That's, that's, that's a when waste I, of alcohol. That's when I decided, I was like, I should drink less. Yeah. If, if every time I do it. Dude, I, I knew this. I, I also don't like the phrase pulling the trigger because I'm a veteran. Yeah. And like, I, in my head I was like, ooh, that kind of implies yeah. something else. I drank all day and then I pulled the trigger. Yeah. It sounds, is, is not. No. Speaking yeah. of pulling the trigger, oh, you yeah. filthy animals. Um. But yeah, I, it was a Home Alone reference because it's on the TV. So these people who criticized me, and I made a, a follow-up video apologizing, which I kind of wish I hadn't made, but whatever. It's like these people think they're coming from this woke perspective, for lack of a better term. But in many ways, like the effect they're having is reactionary, because for me as a man, it's very difficult to publicly acknowledge that I have an eating disorder 
And these people are like, no, you don't want to trigger anyone, which it, it, the same message is being conveyed as like my dude friends who are like, dude, we don't talk about that shit. Like, keep that to yourself. Right. It's yeah. It's so like this, like extreme progressivism and this extreme reactionaryism. They're coming from two different angles, but they're ultimately having the same effect of silencing voices. I agree. I had a similar situation where I, in that ADHD video, when I was like, you know, stitch this, well, whatever. And my, look how much hair she leaves behind. It's absurd. My video was like, um, I can't get anything done because I have a guy coming later and I, I don't know when he's coming. And when I have to do a thing, I go into waiting mode and I called it time dysphoria. Mm-hmm. And then I made another follow-up video being like, hey, for, first of all, people in that video were like, this isn't ADHD, this is anxiety. Or I, I do this, but I don't have ADHD. And then other people were like, you shouldn't say stuff like this because people are going to self-diagnose and, you know, you don't want to, you know, this is really common. So it's like, first of all, you're going to get uh, every motherfucker has an opinion. <laughs> And it's your, like, how dare you? Mm-hmm. And I literally, literally, all it was was like, I have ADHD. And one of the ways that it, like, do I, I also have anxiety and other things. So, like, maybe it's a, a cross section. But I've talked to other ADHD people about this. And they're like, yeah, I have, like, a, a waiting mode where I can't get anything done. Yeah. Because I, I got to do the one thing and then, you know, whatever. And, and. This one, you know, I called it time dysphoria, and I made another video being like, I like the term, I know it has another name. I like time dysphoria, because for me, it doesn't feel like time blindness. It's not that I can't see time, it's just that my, the way that I, like, interface with time is just weird. Mm -hmm. Either it, either I have, like, a lot of time in what would normally be a small amount, like a minute stretches for a really long time. Or eight hours goes by in a blink. Right. And I'm very... I, honestly, it makes me uncomfortable that I am... Because I'll be like, oh, man, it's got to be like four o'clock. And I'll look at the... I'll be like, oh, it's 2 a.m. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, friggity fuck myself. Yeah. Oh, my God. I've been on TikTok doing nothing for eight hours. And, Loki, why are you, like, standing, breathing onto the microphone? Well, come here, baby. Come here. I hope you guys could just hear, like, just a quiet dog breath. Loki. She just demands attention. I know. What was I saying? I got distracted time by dysphoria. my... I was talking about my ADHD and I got distracted by my dog. Oh. Time dysphoria. So I said, you know, I, much like gender, I have... The, I said I have the same relationship with gender as I do time. I... It makes me uncomfortable. Uh, uh, so it was... It had a rule of three because it was a joke. I was like, it... I don't understand it and it makes me uncomfortable and I have to specify it all the time. That was like my little joke. Mm-hmm. Get it? Because I'm always having to say what gender I am. Yeah, and yeah, blah, yeah. Whatever. And this kid came in, and it was a kid. He was 16 or 17, or they, I forget which. And they were like, you, this is, um, you can't say this. Like, I, I, the word dysphoria to me means gender, and you saying this is offensive because it, it could, uh, like, detract from the dysphoria. Like, it, you're going to normalize it too much, and, like, it should have to do with gender, and it shouldn't be a joke about time. It has its own word, and you're, you're diluting it. And I was just like, no. I, first of all, dysphoria is something from, like, ancient Greek. Yeah. And it just means discomfort. Mm-hmm. And the fact that it was assigned to gender somewhere in the 60s or 70s doesn't mean that now... 
And then they came back and were like, well, now that's what it colloquially, that's the word. Colloquially means. Colloquially. Cuomo Lily. Cuomo. Cuomo. Andrew Cuomo means that it, they were basically saying this now means gender, like gender dysphoria is the known one. So, you know, just use it. And I, I just refused to back down. And I was like, I I don't agree. I don't agree. And I, I'm not going to delete my video and in fact, you're the one who's being mild. I mean, we kind of made up by the end, and they like they were like this, and they were like this really sucks because I like your content and I really like you as a person, but I don't know why you're not backing down on this. And that made me mad because it's like this idea of like I liked you, why don't you agree with me one hundred percent? Yeah. And I'm like, well, because for me, the way that I experience gender, because I am also non-binary, and I kept being like, why are you, you're personal experience doesn't you're not like going to a cishet straight man and being like hey bro i know you don't get this it's like hey we're on the same team Mm -hmm. we're playing with the same ball on the same side of the field we're both non-binary the way you view gender might be a little different from how i view gender but that doesn't make your way supersede my way and they just they were just like super upset about it and i at a certain point was like okay well then you're gonna be upset because I'm not going to change my mind on this. Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't think that you... If they had argued to a point that, like, I, w- I could agree with and be like, oh, you know, I didn't think of it like that or, or whatever. But it was largely just like, I don't like when you use that word. You, you're triggering me. And I'm like, I'm not responsible. Like, other people, I think we talked about this, who want, like, a yelling warning Ugh. in a TikTok. And it's like... I mean, I could see if you're going to do, like... Hey, how's everybody doing? Was, bah, bah, yeah. bah. I could totally, but if you're just like, I yell. Yeah. It's like, don't watch it. Well, I scroll the fuck away. I did want to ask you, as someone who has uh, has PTSD, has seen a lot of incredibly traumatic stuff. How do you feel about trigger warnings as a whole? I guess. I think it depends on the medium. If you're going to show me a movie and you say, hey, there's some graphic rape scenes in this movie. Just be forewarned. I think I would want to know that. Um, if, or like, but that's also like, I think that's fine. At the beginning of a movie, they're like, there's going to be swearing. Mm-hmm. There's going to be some nudity. Yeah. There's going to be this. And you're just like, okay. Well, I can make an informed decision if I want to continue watching this movie. Would I want the movie to stop right before the rape scene and be like, Hey, we're about to do something real graphic. Yeah, like, yeah. God, no. That would be uh, obtusive. or uh, it, it, That would be more intrusive, I think. Mm-hmm. And But at the same time, I don't want... There was like a video on... Uh, a graphic video of someone committing self-harm uh, with a weapon, uh, a gun... And it was like move, making the rounds on TikTok because apparently they can flag a pod. If I say podcast, that yeah. video is not getting anywhere. But, uh, but a guy shoots himself yeah. and, and that video went viral. And everybody had to like warn each other and be like, hey, just be on the lookout because that you know this could just come across your for you page. And I hated knowing that that was just like floating around. But that also has no business being on the app. Mm-hmm. You know? So like, I, I guess... 
I, I don't go into like a, a video expecting this. I don't know. I But then again, like I was really upset by, uh, this is probably good. I was watching The Boys, the original trailer for The Boys really triggered me. The series based off the Garth Ennis comic. Yes, there, is a, there was just a, an Amazon trailer where the main character is holding his girlfriend's hands and then she gets run through by a speedster and she like, it's a, it's a joke scene. He's holding her hands and, and then she gets hit by a speedster and she just like turns into mist. And he's covered in blood and he's just holding her like, her, her hands and, and the guy's like, ah, and he runs off. And it's supposed to be like, like gore like i don't know if that scene was supposed to be funny but with the rest of the show being as gory and like uh i and i was like bothered by that for days because like the empathy in me imagining like talking to your girlfriend and then suddenly she explodes like i know that's fake and i know it's just a show and i know it's done for comedic effect but it bothered me Mm -hmm. i like talked to my therapist about it and eventually I forced myself to watch the first season because I wanted to, I was thinking about it so, um, what's the word when it's problematic? Uh, when, when it's intrusively. Yeah, It was yeah, like yeah. an intrusive, I just kept replaying the scene over and over and feeling really uncomfortable. And like, I was like, I'm just going to watch the show and try to de, uh, whatever the word is. Desensitize Desensitize And there were other moments in the show that were ostensibly jokes that made me violently uncomfortable like one guy was just he's he's a comedic actor that i love and he was telling a joke about how he was sleeping with a woman whose powers is that she turns cold and then she did when they were sleeping together and it like flash froze his penis (laughs) and now he doesn't have a penis anymore and it's a joke like oh what if these people were real and like but it just bothered me and like really yeah like because i'm so empathetic that i in my mind, play out that scenario like it's real. And like the emotions that would be attached. And I and I decided, I'm like, I'm not going to watch the second season of this show because it's just, I don't like, this shit bothers me. Mm-hmm. But I'm not like, you shouldn't put that shit out there. I don't, I, I haven't, wasn't like, man, it's fucked up that the boys triggered me for three weeks. Yeah. I just was like, this is a me thing. I I never even not even for a moment was like maybe this shouldn't be in the commercial. Yeah. I I was like whatever, you know, it it triggered me. That's a personal, you know, that's on me and I'm going to deal with that. And so I guess that's my answer is in my actions is that like I I don't <sighs> you see I think we agree I I'm making sense there. Yeah. It's basically the person's responsibility. And and I like I'll be scrolling through TikTok and I'll see like uh some teenager like joke about drugs. And for a second I'll be like, "Oh, that's kind of fucked up." But then I'll be like, "You know what? It's whatever." And I'll just keep scrolling. And I think the, I think trigger warnings are, I get why they're needed, but I feel like a lot of times they're used to weaponize sensitivity into, once again, silencing people's voices, which I've already talked about how I feel like any, a lot of times when you try to silence someone's voice, it could come from a reactionary perspective. 
So when I do make an eating disorder video and it's about like, oh, this is the excuse I used to skip out at a work lunch and someone's like, this needs a trigger warning. The message that's being conveyed to me is that my real life experience is so traumatic that it needs to carry with itself a trigger warning, which furthers the alienation I'm already feeling because of this thing I'm experiencing. It otherizes me. I definitely, uh, the moment you said that, I thought about all the times people told me I shouldn't talk about war and violence and death in my stand-up comedy. My mother, a lot. Yeah. It's like her favorite mantra is like, I go to, I don't go to comedy to think. I go to laugh. Yeah. And like, you're being very, um, you're just aggressive. People don't <laughs> want to laugh at that. And it's like, yeah, that's the whole fucking point. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, what am I going to go up at the beginning of my set and be like, Hey, I'm going to get into some graphic war violence. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and I'm going to play it for goofs. Yeah. And although that would be a really funny. That would be great. <laughs> that would be, be really great. funny. That would be great. But like, it's like saying like, hey, we don't want this. Mm -hmm. Don't talk about that. We don't want to hear about all the deaths you've seen. That's upsetting. It's kind of like how... Um, uh, the, the, the thing that we're live recording on is is like, hey, maybe we don't want some of this stuff. Yeah. Like depression. We Maybe we don't show those videos as much because yeah, it's depressed. No one wants it to. It doesn't sell. It doesn't, it doesn't sell. sell. You're not going to sell Foot Locker with a depression. Although, you know we're getting there. Oh, yeah. You know as soon as some depressed millennials get into advertisement. Although, they've already kind of been doing yeah, that. But you yeah. know it's going to be like, alone again. Like, have you tried ramen? Yeah, yeah, Top yeah. ramen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we know you're miserable, but you know what would help? Some Nike sweatpants. Are these Nikes going to cure your depression? No. no. But are they going to make you feel like it did? Maybe for a minute. Yeah, baby. Just do it. Yeah. Oh, God. I definitely agree. Oh, look at that scary old man. Yeah. With his bloody hand. Oh, look at him. Glaring. We're, we started playing uh, the first Home Alone. We are at some point into yeah. the first Home Alone. I will say Kevin McAllister, much less red lips. Red lips. <laughs> See, that guy's got normal lip colors. Yeah. Look at him. Look at him running. Look at him go, hey, hey, screw you. That's his older brother, right? I don't, I don't remember. Ah, oh, gasp. Look at those teeth. Look at those, look at those buck toothed. I'm a cute kid in the 90s. Was this the nineties? Oh yeah, this was, this came out in nineteen ninety. In exact nineteen ninety. I only know that because it said it on the Netflix thing. Nice. So I agree with you. It does. It like I don't know if all trigger warnings are alienating. It's one of those things where it's like there's a part of me that's like I think society needs to accept and allow people to talk about mental illness mm -hmm. and these other things. But there's also, like, I don't expect all of society to change to conform to, like, yeah. my sensibilities or my sensitivities. Like, I don't think, like, oh, you shouldn't advertise for your show because I'm... Yeah. I, I, I found the cartoon violence triggering. Exactly. But not always. There was a scene in Star Trek Discovery that I found incredibly triggering, but I was just like, well, I guess we'll just... What scene? I, I never saw it. Uh, there's this character 
she decides to feed her nephew to this giant glow worm and it like mes she's like don't worry you won't feel anything it mesmerizes you and he's like begging her not to do it and then it like devours him and like his leg goes flying off camera and just the idea of a person begging not to be not to have to be eaten by a giant i was like i hate this i hate the the empathy in me i'm like and like but he's a bad guy so like whatever but like i i when i watched jurassic world i was like why did you take that nerd that 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 british nanny who wasn't very good at her job and brutally murder her for five minutes of on screen she gets picked up by a pterodactyl and attacked by three other pterodactyls which which British nanny? She's the one that was supposed to be watching the two kids, oh. but like forgets to, and then she gets eaten by the Mosasaurus. Oh. Remember the pterodactyl like takes her out over the, the sea oh, world? Oh, And then yeah. he like comes up and eats the two of them. Oh, that one. That, that one girl who's just oh, brutally yeah. tortured for just... In the first movie, it makes sense that the lawyer gets eaten by the T-Rex. Um, the, the Jewish toilet. lawyer? Okay. Was Patrick. he Jewish? He's a lawyer and he's bald. <laughs> And it, and you know what the best he's he gets eaten while he's taking a shit. Well, he's just hiding in there because he just abandoned some children. No, he had to he had to run to the outhouse to take a shit. The right? toilet seats down. <sighs> the toilet seats down. I, and he's I, cancer on. That is, you know, I rarely get offended, but as a Jew, I think Spielberg really sold us out. Hold on. The same year he made Wait, Schindler's List. Am I wrong? Isn't isn't uh? He's taking a shit. He's not. You know why? Because he literally runs out of the car. He says he's taking a shit, but he's just hiding from the T Rex. I. That's not how I remember it. Well, I've seen it like a million times. I wrong. also. He's fully clothed. You can see his bottom when the T Rex bends down to bite him. Is it weird that that scene caused me to have my first erection? <laughs> <laughs> I hope you're kidding. Not really. Like a fear boner? There's like this. Ah, oh man. Fear boners are a normal. Fear boner? No, it wasn't a fear boner. And then, like, I, I ordered... You I, didn't have to bring this up. Yeah, no, but I wanted to. <laughs> I, I got the, like, toy T-Rex, and, like, whenever he ate someone, I would get a boner again. Is that weird? Yep. That's weird. That needs a trigger warning. That is a entire, um, that's an entire genre of Japanese hentai. Uh, uh, vor. Vor, yeah. Where they eat... Of course you'd know that. Dude, maybe I'm into vor. You might be. That's weird. It is weird. It is, because it's, it's all about eating people whole. Yup. And then having them digest in your stomach. That is weird. That's kind of hot. It's nothing about that is hot. That's pretty sexy. <laughs> Not to kink shame, but I'm shaming your kink. How do I get a girl to eat me? Well, that is a different... Oh, man. We are going to yeah, get... Yeah, I'm sorry. Trouble. I'm sorry. Baby Jesus. But you were talking about uh, uh, being a veteran is hard. It's it's so hard. It's hard. It's tough. No, trigger warnings are... I get it. But at the same time, like, you know, I look at it like, you know, with alcoholism and drug addiction, like, when you're recovering from that, you... you Everywhere you go, people are drinking. And it's in your face. Bud Light has commercials. It's everywhere. It's so embedded into our society that if you're going to ask for trigger warnings about drinking, it's like you might as well not ever leave the house. So after a while, you have to learn how to deal with it. You have to learn how to deal with it. Life is triggering. That's kind of my angle is just like, I mean, like with a book or a movie, just look it up. Yeah. Is this, does this movie have, I mean, I guess, 
I, I know that's kind of putting it on, but like, I, I just don't know if it's the, for certain things, I, I, I think it's levels, but I like for a movie, I think there's no reason not to have at the beginning, hey, this is going to have some violence and some mm-hmm. alcohol. Video games are the same way. Yeah. Books. I don't know if books do that, but books are also like, you can, you can put the book down. Yeah. And like, just stop engaging. It's not like, you just don't keep reading. It, it's when people like... TikTok is tough. It's like you have a minute. So you want me to... You want to put like a trigger warning at the beginning. It just... It just seems... It, it's a lot like these damn... Which I've largely stopped doing. These captions. Where it's like... Why is the onus on me? Yeah. The creator to caption this. Why don't you put it on the... Um, like, you know what I like about our podcast? I click a box that says, this podcast has explicit material. Yeah. If you don't want to hear swears, and you don't want to hear serious topics, don't listen to this podcast. And you can filter that shit out of your viewing experience. And, like, I prefer that over, like... At us at the beginning recording, like, hey, we talk about some serious stuff here, and blah, 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 blah. I blah, used blah. to do that for every video, but now I don't. Because I'm just like, eh, you, Fuck you, it. You, you'll figure it out. Fuck it. Yeah. But, like, it's also called war porn. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, sometimes if we... I don't know. I'm, like, tired of, a, of, of, like, preemptively apologizing for myself. Exactly. Wanting to talk about something that's, like, just, like, a thing. Yeah, it's something you have that happened to you. And the other thing is like, okay, let's say we agree uh, a, a graphic, uh, a sexual assault scene should be should get a trigger warning. What if, mm-hmm. if everybody's like, yeah, okay, that one. So then, do we also have to do it like every? Okay, well, alcoholics exist, so if somebody dr- takes a drink, trigger warning. Okay, well, like, what about people who are offended by this? And then it's like, okay, what about... Where's the line? Well, not only where's the line, but what about people who are offended by, like... There was a huge chunk of the newest episode of Discovery where it kind of felt like the writers were flexing because the character was like, I don't really feel like a woman. I think I'm more of a they-them. And then two characters had, like, like a four-minute conversation where they just referred to this other person as they-them. And it really felt like they were going, you see how fucking easy this is? Do you uh, see how easy... Oh, yeah. Well, how are they doing? Oh, they're... Do- you know, they had a really tough day. But they're working hard and they're... And, like, literally, it, it... I was like, this conversation adds nothing to the plot. But it definitely feels like writers being like, hey, it's not weird. Mm-hmm. This is a... St- like, as if an answer to the, like, it's weird that you use plurals. Yeah. And as a non-binary person, I was like, this is great. Look at this. It doesn't, it's not super, whatever, a little on the nose, a little heavy-handed. But hey, I'm happy to see a non-binary character that I like. I'm happy to see them do this. Can I tell you how angry these losers got? Really? It's that, why does Star Trek set in the year 3000 have the same gender uh, problems as the 2000 uh, why why is this even a thing it's my star trek is not so those people they get pretty fucking triggered they're pr- pretty triggered even by something like well-intentioned and so like my question is is there they're not going to admit that they're triggered but isn't their response the same thing. You have an emotional response. Someone's having an emotional response to you talking about your eating disorder. These bigots have a res- have an yeah. emotional response to seeing an appropriately represented gay character. Yeah. 
this is a weird this is a weird stance to take, but I'm gonna keep Go going. I'm gonna no, keep go going for, for it. it. Go for it. Why should the bigots' emotions not be heated in the same way that the the person who's d- 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 I'm not saying that like disabled no, 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 I think, people I and think bigots, you're touching on the, but they're all humans. The idea I had earlier where you get progressive complaints and reactionary bigoted complaints are kind of similar in that they are seeking to silence the conversation. One is coming from, this is triggering me, and one is coming from, you don't talk about these things, or I don't accept this. But the result, like in the same way you're talking about this Star Trek scene where it's, they're using they, them. Now, there's probably like some conservative Star Trek fans who are like, why do they have to shove this liberal shit down our throats? Take this scene out. Where the progressive wing is like, why would they still have the same gender issues a thousand years no, from no, now? No, no, those were both the same. Those are both conservatives. Oh, really? Progressives oh. weren't mad that there was a they-them character. Oh, okay. Uh, the, the conservatives were like, ugh, why is this... You're telling me that they, they have the 2020... Oh. Because to them, they-them is just a fad. Oh. oh, okay. But you see how the result is to silence a conversation. And it's also this idea of, like, I don't want this, so I shouldn't have to. There's also a part of me that I, I think is a little naive and, and a little frustrating that, that people believe that they can go through life without being triggered. Yeah. I, I would caution anyone with any sort of, anything that would, like, PTSD or an eating disorder or anything... Your goal isn't to live a life where you don't don't ever yeah. receive stimulus that's going to be triggering, but to learn, like I've had to do, what to do and how to respond when those things get triggered in me. Exactly. Like, okay, I don't like this scene where a woman explodes, and so I examined it, and I talked about it in therapy, and then I, I you know, watched the show to desensitize myself, and I, I think that's fine. I don't like fucking spiders, but I don't think Home Alone shouldn't be allowed yeah. to put them on TV. Yeah. There are people that are arachnophobic. Yeah. And they'd be like, my mother, my mother hate is like so afraid of snakes that she will not look at them on a TV and no. like will scream and yell and like put her hands over. She's ridiculous about it. I don't want every movie. I want my mom to be triggered. Yeah. I, don't you tell me there's snakes at the beginning. So like, that's the other thing. Like what isn't... Like, my mother is ter- terrified of snakes. More than anything, on Earth. Does every movie need to tell you there's going to be snakes in yeah. it? Because my mom's? Is that not as big a deal as an eating disorder? Is Are we going to play the, like, well... Yeah. You know... It, it gets to that... It, it comes from this angle of, like, oh, we're going to compare and judge each other's trauma next to each other. I've, like, just talking to you, because I don't, you know, I've struggled with portions of an eating disorder, but I don't think I've ever... It's never really been something that I put too much thought into, but having been friends with you, I had no idea how like upset people get about it on the internet. Yeah, I uh, a lot of people on that video I deleted were really upset about it, and specifically eating disorders. Yes, yeah. which is funny because I'll do jokes about alcoholism, drug addiction, depression, anxiety. I'll do jokes about coming from a dysfunctional family, and and for the most part, people are like, oh yeah, this is great. But as soon as I bring up the eating, and I think, and I hate to say this, but it's like, it's 
It's co- because it's coming from a, a straight dude. I was gonna say, do you think it's because you're a man? I th- I because it. I want like I know you're not making it up, but I wonder if someone else sees this video of you and your comedy styles being like, like yeah. you're making fun of yeah the eating disorder. Well, that's what someone said. They said, oh, this feels like you're mocking people and. I was like, I've said these things myself thousands of times. Like, I've dealt with the hurt and the shame and the embarrassment. And I said in my apology video, like, TikTok is 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 revolutionary for me because it's finally an avenue where I can talk about these things and, like, be rewarded with support and stuff. But then these people come in and tell me it's unacceptable. And, like, it's kind of fucked up. It's kind of fucked up. I agree. Right? It would be like if you... I don't think you should have taken the video down. <laughs> I, I, you know, I don't think so either, but I did. I'm not going to put it back up unless I'm like really desperate for a viral video, but whatever. But it's kind of like if you, I feel like if you were to talk about being queer or non-binary and people would be like, give you shit about it or be like, this is really triggering for me. And, and like, I, I would imagine being a veteran who is, like, queer, like, that's tough to talk about in real life. I mean, I get told I shouldn't talk about my veteran issues all the time. Yeah. People are like, you, you're an imperialist dog, and you trying to, like, advocate for veterans or, or imply that you're a victim in any way is so disrespectful to, like... Yeah. But the, and then all, other people, when I'm like, hey, I think that... We shouldn't let fascists take the American flag. People turn around and we're like, well, what the fuck about the natives? Yeah. Don't you care about the indigenous people? And I'm like, how is this a fucking argument? Yeah. Me being like, hey, in the year 2020, I don't think fascists should have the flag is like, yeah, what, hap- what about this thing that we've been dealing with for the entire history of our country? It's like, I, I don't, I don't know if that. In a way, yes, it's related because of what what we did to them and continue to do to them. But that doesn't mean I'm not allowed to have opinions. Mm-hmm. It means I'm not allowed. Like, hey, you're not allowed to have, you know, yeah. you're not allowed to talk about Connecticut because it used to be, you know, <laughs> it used to not be Connecticut. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, no shit. Yeah. Literally on that post, people were like, well, "Don't you think we should give all the land back to the the, the natives?" And I was like, "Dude, what what the fuck do you want me to answer?" Like. <laughs> I'm not going to engage with this. Are you a good person? Like, moral... What's, what's that called when you try to, like... Oh, Senator, uh, how long has it been since you beat your wife? Oh. Like, one of those questions where it's, like... Like, uh... Just answering it is yeah. going to get... Like, there's no good answer. Mm-hmm. So, I guess I guess the moral... Because I, I think we should wrap up now, right? I wanted... I was going to let you talk about your eating disorder for at least an hour so that you didn't get... Really? ...upset. I mean, I, I, I just... Do you, you have anything more with that post? I'm fine with taking that video down because I, I, I think the thing about an eating disorder is, and people were like talking in the comments and sharing tips about it. And I, I can see how that can have a negative. It's sort of like um, if, if someone were to make a post about being a drug addict and then be like, oh yeah, well, this guy sells really good stuff here. You should go. Like, I don't want to give people information that could possibly use to harm themselves. So I'm fine with not having the video there. But what annoys the shit out of me is when I try to talk about my own experience and people say it's it's triggering. Because that then it feels like you're trying to censor 
what I'm trying to say. And ultimately, at the end of the day, if you don't like it, they have this wonderful thing where you can just flip to the next video. So it sounds like the thing that is bothering you is that when they said that it's triggering, it's basically saying you're triggering. Yeah. And that, like, basically you should come with a trigger warning. Yeah. Which I, I, don't, I don't really appreciate. I'm also like, what if you were just in real life? Like, should you wear a shirt that says, caution, I make jokes? Yeah. Should I have a shirt that says, like, caution, I make jokes about the war? Yeah, 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 exactly. As a defense mechanism to overcome my crippling insecurities having... Yeah. It's like... There's... I think, like, what we were just talking about, like, people just need to learn how to process shit on their own and not not freak out and and get triggered. Is he still alive? John Candy? No. He died like 25 years ago. Oh, yeah. That's sad. sad. Yeah, it's, he's great. He is great. Don't they play a polka band in this? He sure does. Yeah. But that's all I really have to say about that. Um, so I think we had we had a good week full of haters. We sure did. Uh, I feel like I like seek them out now. I honestly enjoy yelling at like anti-vaxxers. Yeah. Because it's just like, this shit they say is so fucking stupid like Mm -hmm. and it's so easy to disprove yeah i mean don't get me wrong it's pretty pretty much the same with 45 supporters i'm not sure why anti-vaxxers like tickle me in a different way because it's just maybe because like 45 is a as a cult of personality and i know they're specifically being duped by a con man who is hurting all of us and while anti-vaxxers are themselves dangerous because of their stupid beliefs, it doesn't feel like anyone in particular is benefiting. Yeah, like, wh- like there's no angle to it. There's no, like, anti-vax guy no one's who's making like, hey, money. give me money. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna fight George Soros. It's, like, at least with 45, like, okay, he's making money, the people around him are making money off you jerks, so it makes sense. But with, like, what is... The anti-vax. The the argument that really makes me mad, though, and I don't know if I if I've articulated why, is that a lot of them came in and were like, "My body, my choice, right?" <laughs> and it's like, so it it that argument to me, I think what made me so mad about it is that it it basically is an acknowledgement that they know that they're bullshitting. Yeah, that the that they that they don't really think. That it's just a game to them. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah? You think I should take a vaccine to help other people? Well, I'm going to take your pro-choice uh, argument and use it in effect. And it just means to me, like, oh, so you understand what pro-choice means. Yeah, and you understand that it's valid. Yeah, you and you are now using that as your argument for why you should be able to do whatever you want. So your argument is large. Their argument is like, I'm going to do whatever I want, but I'm still going to vote for other people's rights to be taken yeah, away. It's... And it's just like, look at you. You're just, you're just admitting that you're, you have no actual moral yeah. standing. No backbone. No I never ideology. noticed he gets a little tree because he's a little guy. Really? I just, I didn't think about it. Oh, look, Joe Pesci. Yeah. <laughs> They actually look better in the first one than they do in the second one. Well, I guess it was two years before. What do you mean, look better? They just all look more younger. Oh, well, yeah. 
But I, I, yeah, I can't believe you like the second one more than the first. I just watched the second one a lot more growing up. Like, I, I do think that the, the ending uh, fight scene or whatever is better. In the first one? In the second one. Really? Yeah, because he gets paint all over him. Yeah, but his... in this one they get like an iron to the face. And yeah. the other guy like steps on a nail. Yeah. This one's a very violent. Yeah. I don't know. Alright. Are we good? Did we solve everything? Uh, let's see. We talked about my feud with the clothing company. And we talked about the war. And we talked about your eating disorder. Mm-hmm. And, um... I felt like something else happened this week. I'm trying to remember. Christmas. We kind of touched on how people were dicks on my ADHD video. Yeah. It's crazy how, like, just like you're saying, all I did was like, this is my personal experience. And people will come in and be like, that's not ADHD. Yeah. And I'm like, who the, who the fuck are you? What are you doing? I, Why are you policing this? I, I, I made a joke yesterday. How- Here's the polka band. <laughs> I said that people, like a lot of people will show up in my comments and be like, a therapist shouldn't say this. What if your patient saw it? And I was like, oh, so because I'm a therapist now, I'm not allowed to like make a public statement. Nope. Like people just want to fucking police each other. And it sucks. It's fucking sucks. And I, I don't understand why like... It's also frustrating, like, that argument, because it basically means I'm right, and you should know that. Yeah. Because you're a therapist. Yeah. And it's like, maybe you're fuck wrong. You. Yeah, fuck you, you're wrong. You <laughs> can kiss my ass. You fucking go to three years of grad school and two internships and work in the field, and then you fucking come and talk to me. And then you can make your silly little TikToks. Yeah, yeah, you fucking pricks. But that's, you know, that's dipping into my own personal resentment. But yet there's so much policing. Uh, it's funny, during during the height of the, the Black Lives Matter protest over the summer, I was talking to my friend and he said, you know, on the left, they're so anti-police, but then they police each other. They treat each other like cops where it's, you can't say this or you can't do this or you can't even... I, I think it gets most harmful when it's like, you can't even ask this question. That's when it gets really bad. Yeah. You know? So, and, and I, th- like, for me, like, part of being a, a leftist or left leaning or liberal or socialist or whatever the fuck, Antifa, is being like, okay, why? Like, let's talk about this. Not like, how fucking dare you? How dare you? I think we've touched on this a few times. It's just that people aren't, like, allowed to be wrong. Yeah. Or or rather, like, allowed to be publicly wrong. Mm-hmm. Because, and then it's like, oh, you were wrong. How yeah. dare you? Yeah. How dare you be wrong? And not that I think you were. Yeah. Because I think, I think that people are just, like, overly sensitive specifically about... Uh, yeah, it's Well, it's also... I want... Do you think it's because it's so stigmatized? Like, it's something that everybody kind of shoves under the rug and like yeah. people don't take seriously and I, I also think there's this weird thing where the people who have it feel like they have a complete ownership over it and i think that starts to play into that cross-section of like gender we were talking about because for so many most of the people complaining were like teenage girls and i i feel like they were coming from like this is our thing like don't i have i Let's tread out into just just real thin ice. Yeah. As I love to do. 
I have noticed a correlation anecdotally that people who have a condition that was self-inflicted or largely, is that the wrong word to use for an eating disorder? Something that, that you kind of like an addiction or eating yeah. disorder or alcoholism. I've noticed that they respond very differently than somebody who is like traumatized yes. from like a relationship or parents or a war or whatever. Like I, I, I don't feel this like, or I don't feel like I attack my PTSD from this like precious thing yeah. that I need to prove to people exists because I can just be like, I went to war and I'm, I'm sad about it. And people are like, all right, I don't get it, but like fucking whatever. Yeah. Sure. But like an eating disorder or alcoholism is something that you like, you develop on your you own. You develop on your own. And it's not like you can be like, it's that person who made me an alcoholic. Yeah. It's like, okay, I did this. Well, be- or my genes did this or whatever. Because part of those... Yeah, genes did this. Because oh. you're gene. I am. Genes. Genes. I'm sorry. Part of those... The, the thing about... Like, an eating disorder is like... It acts like an addiction. And the part of that is like... There is such guilt... Because for you, it was, you know, this military recruiter uh, preyed on me when I was younger. I went, I did this thing. It wasn't what I thought. I came home and now I'm, I have to pick up the pieces. Alcoholism, eating disorder is, oh, like I did these bad things. And so there's this guilt, like you did it. And then there's this constant battle between am I an alcoholic or is this just like you, you are constantly at war with yourself over the nature of what you have so that a lot of people develop this extremely defensive posture around it. Mm. Right. Because it, it almost helps crystallize it to themselves, which like when I first got sober, I was super defensive and I was like, yeah, you can't make fun of that. And like this, and, the, the, the. and I was like, deep down, I was just trying to prove to myself that what I had was a real thing. But now it's like, I like, I have found other ways to crystallize that for myself so that I can joke about it and let other people joke about it. And it's not, I don't have to take up this immediate defensive posture where people with eating disorders and alcoholism, but even people with depression and anxiety sort of kind of take up a defensive posture a lot of the time. I heard you say at war with yourself. So what you're saying is having an eating disorder is worse is, than war. Is basic your your Vietnam. Yeah. It was the Twinkies were <laughs> <laughs> uh jokes aside, I I think that makes sense. Another question that I I I wanna I wanna wrap this question in like <laughs> the softest packaging. Just do it. I think that some mental illnesses, especially on TikTok, have become very trendy. Yes. It's very trendy to have ADHD mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. It's very trendy to have autism. I- I've noticed in my own experiences of trying to get diagnosed with Asperger's or, or high-functioning autism, that a lot of people kind of acted like, oh, you just want this for the yeah. for the clout. Which at the time, I was like, what an odd thing to think people want, like, 
this diagnosis. And, and now, but I see it online. I'm like, okay, I kind of get it. If you, because people, it, I mean, I don't want to, it's tough because I don't want to say someone's lying. But I see some videos and I'm like, I don't think this person has mental illness. Or rather, not the mental illness that they're pretending to present with. Do you know what I mean? Like, this seems like they're doing this for attention and clout. And, yeah. oh, not me. I'm not just a normal girl or boy. I'm, yeah. I've got this special, oh, I've got, I've got anxiety. Or, though, at this point, so many people have it. Yeah. So it, do you think, like, an eating disorder or alcoholism... Because I've known people who were not alcoholics who... Uh, pretended to be because they liked going to the meetings and they liked feeling like they were part of like um and like one of the people i knew eventually like admitted it and they were like we we accept you anyway which is great good for Mm -hmm. you that's that's awesome i love that about the community but it did i i at the time was like man don't you feel like you're lying to these people you don't really struggle with this well it, it the fight club you know what I mean? Where he just goes to these meetings because he likes the suffering. Yeah, and... yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, first of all, I think, you know, a, a lot of uh, defining something is ultimately in some ways up to that person, right? It, it depends, but like something like alcoholism, like I know that like there's a huge spectrum of it, right? That's true. And, you know, if someone wants to stop drinking because, you know, they feel like they drink too much wine and it upsets their stomach and maybe upsets their mood. And, you know, they they can call themselves an alcoholic. And then there's people like me who wake up in like a snowbank in Boston and shit like that. Um, but and, and I do think that there is um, this weird thing where it is made a trend it sort of has a little bit of status to it, having some type of mental disability. I'm also looking at this from the the, the idea of comedy, mm-hmm. and like everybody's got to have something. Yeah. And sometimes I wonder if people pick a thing and blow it. Like I don't drink for per, for whatever. Like I don't I don't like the hangovers. I don't like the way I feel when I drink. When I do drink, I want more and more and more, and I end up binging, and then I, I end up purging, like I yeah. was talking about earlier. I don't know if I'd call myself an alcoholic, because I haven't really wanted to drink this whole year, and I haven't been drinking. But then again, I use uh, yeah. medical marijuana, so maybe that factors in. But like, I know when people talk about alcoholism, I'm like, I identify with some of that. Yeah. Like, I, when I have one drink, I have to have more, and I'm not good at regulating, and I do this, and I do that, and I hoard... And I'm very precious of it if I have any. And I'm like, all those things, someone might argue. And the way I behaved when I got home from Afghanistan would be pretty easy to argue. I was an alcoholic. But I don't, to me, I'm like, well, I, I literally was like, I'm not going to do this anymore. And I didn't do any of the, the stuff. I didn't yeah. get a sponsor. I didn't yeah, get classes. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. Yeah. I just said, I'm not going to drink. And then I didn't. And it's been fine. And I'm like, well, then I must not be an alcoholic because I would want it. Right? Maybe. Well... Here's one thing I will say is that, um, and my therapist taught this to me, is that he will never say anyone has something. He will say that someone has symptoms of. Oh. Which I think 
is genius because that way you could, I, I, it depends. You wouldn't say you're an alcoholic, but you've, you've definitely experienced alcoholic symptoms. Sure. Right. Which I think plays into what you were talking about with you identify with some of it, but you don't identify with other parts. Sure. Yeah, that's true. And then, <laughs> yeah, eat that doorknob up. And so like, uh, what I will say about, um, you know, the clout that comes with having a sort of thing, like you said, most comedians, oh, you know, I struggle with anxiety. Uh, that guy made a, a special all about depression. Uh, uh, Gary Goldman? Gary Goldman, yeah. The Great Depression. And I, I will say this, that I think, I I know what I have and the the clout that comes with it uh, is not for me um, equal to the amount of pain it has caused me in my life. So, I mean, I make a eating disorder video. It gets 20,000 views, 4,000 people like it. You know, a couple, couple hundred people follow me. The, the, the joy I might get from that small occasion does not in any way really subdue the years and years of pain that this thing has caused me. And I think that's the real, that's the real dividing line right there is, is yeah, you, you might get some clout or mileage out of it, but really at the end of the day, everyone has their pain and the pain will tell them the truth. That, I don't, I don't think that really answered my question what was your question because you i'm not implying you don't have those things but i'm saying that i think some people especially young people like a teenager will, will you think might, pretend to have it maybe even not pretend but like okay so if i told you everything i've just told you i got a dui i got this i got that and i said i think i'm an alcoholic you would go okay sure right and i don't identify as that but i could Right, and then I could get real pissy at people, yeah, if I wanted, and then I could use the alcohol, like kind of how in the beginning of the episode we were talking about Ben Shapiro, and, yeah, and, and this company, you use it, use it, as you like use a that token. Use, and I wonder if some people, maybe they do have an eating disorder, but then they they get on TikTok, and then that eating disorder becomes like their entire personality, their identity, yeah. and then they go, well, this is this is my thing, and this is what I talk about, yeah. and it, it, how dare you come in? And make jokes about the thing I've wrapped my whole yeah. being around. Well, I know I've done that with PTSD. Yeah, with, I'm like, I and I I've seen other veterans be like, I hate when you know non vets say they have PTSD because like mm. they don't get it. Yeah, and it's like you're just kind of making this your identity. You're really getting wrapped up into the well the minutiae. That's why I really like what my therapist said because, for example, if some when you refer to a person as an addict, you're summarizing their entire life and being into, oh, well, they're an addict. But if you mm. say a person with addiction, then they're a person who has these symptoms. Much in the same way, oh, he's an alcoholic. No, no, no. They're a person with alcoholic symptoms. Like, you would never call someone a ptsd or Like, well, go let's, let's... check out that ptsd -er over there, huh? You'd say this person has PTSD. That's true. PTSD. Well, that's also because you can't really. Yeah, I mean that's that's a bad example. Who the fuck's same with it? anxiety or 
or depression. Look at this angster. Or look look at this depression. Yeah, yeah. Those words, I guess. Well, I guess because there's a word alcoholic. Well, you could say look as at, opposed to I have alcoholism. You could call someone a depressive. Isn't it? Isn't it weird that you guys start all your meetings by self-identifying? First of all, I don't. <laughs> I don't go to those meetings. Okay. So I don't. I don't. I I have my own issues with. Uh, yeah. AA. I I went for a while <laughs> and then I was like, you know what? I think I do this on my own. And I I, I think that's. I don't get that. What. The, the, the you have to come out and be like I am a blank before that, you're like allowed to that program was written in the 30s there's yeah it a, seems like that there's a lot of conservative reactionary ideology built into it and that's part of the reason why I no longer when I was in uh, just a quick aside when I got my DUI uh I well, what happened was we were at a bar after drill, mm-hmm. and we were drinking and playing, doing karaoke. And I took my friend's keys and was like, "I'm gonna drive because I've had less to drink than you." And then I blew exactly a .08, which is uh, the, legal, the limit. legal limit. And they were like, "Damn it, you have to be under the legal limit, not exactly uh, at the legal limit." Um, so I had to do, which is fine, whatever. You shouldn't drink and drive. I'm not like, you know. Uh, better better decisions could have been made i'm just saying i wasn't like woo whatever yeah i'm uh i'm just uh making excuses for myself but i had to go to like a um here's the i had to go and talk to a woman about my drinking habits and then the court decided how many weeks of aa i'd have to go to and it i literally was standing in the courtroom and a kid went up ahead of me and they were like so this guy, this is his 15th time uh, in front of the court, and he was so drunk that he stopped his car in the middle of a busy intersection and didn't move, and, the, and, like, and then he drove into a bus full of children. <laughs> we recommend he gets 10 weeks of AA. Ugh. And then I went up, and they're like, he's a veteran who just got back from war, and he blew the legal limit, and he's never had a problem ever before. And they were like... He should have 20 weeks of AA. Oh, what? And I was like, fucking what? Dude. Why am I getting more than that kid? Uh, and I was like, oh, this is all all the way bullshit. Yeah. And then my lawyer, um, he was like, I'm going to work out a deal. He basically made me do a thing that everybody does where I went to a sleepaway weekend camp <laughs> where they took my phone because I guess celebrities have been there. Oh. And I was just in like a house up in Vermont or New Hampshire and they just had us sit in like a class where they taught us about alcohol. And I was so fucking angry because the class hadn't been updated since 1965. Yeah. So everything they said was wrong. Mm-hmm. And they would give us these videos where they'd be like, marijuana, cocaine, alcohol, LSD. These are all the same. And I'd be like, nope. <laughs> no, they're not. And, and fucking... Uh, the woman who was teaching the class got like pissed and was like, all right, well, if you think you can do a better job. So I got up and started teaching because I was a paramedic, like a working paramedic at the time. And I, I got up and I, I was like, all right, here's how alcohol ETOH affects your body. Here's how it affects the cells here. This is how this works. Yeah. And they got so fucking mad. And then finally, by the end of the weekend, she's like, you know what? We don't usually show this video, but because you have so many questions like, you know when someone refuses to acknowledge that they're just out of their league, mm-hmm. uh, out of their depth? So she showed us a video about, like, ayahuasca from the 70s and how ayahuasca and and barbiturates were the same as um, 
uh, alcohol. And I was like, you couldn't be more wrong. Yeah. Alcohol is a depressant. You're talking about barbiturates and, 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 and ayahuasca. And it's like, what the fuck are you on about? That's so weird. And I was so terrified it wasn't going to count. But at the end of the class, to long story short, they brought in people and they gave a spiel for AA. And most of the people in that sleepaway class still got forced to go to AA. And I was like, uh, oh, you're just recruiting. Yeah. And you're forcing people into this program. And I was like, I don't care how many people this helps. This is... Yeah. And it, like, they even gave us like some documentation about how there is... Some people promote the idea that... And I agree with this. I don't like taking an addiction and then being like, I'm never going to drink again. Mm. Because to me, and just me, this is just a personal thing. Do not take this out of context just because you have alcoholism. For me and only me, I believe that if I have a problem with something, doing the opposite of that is just as problematic. If I drink too much and then I go, I'm never going to drink again. And then my life becomes about not drinking and avoiding drinking. Then it's still controlling your life. It's still controlling your life. Which is why I drink, this year I drank on my birthday. To be like... What was your birthday? In July, July 16th. Oh, really? Happy birthday. Yo, that was the day you got shoulder surgery. Yay! You got drunk? I Well, I just had a couple beers at a restaurant just to be like, this doesn't control me and I could have it if I want. You only had a couple of beers? Yeah. And then I was fine. And then I didn't want any the next day. Wow. Which helped me. Like, right now, I'm not like, I'm not drinking. I'm just not drinking. I, I don't want okay. to. Okay. It's not like, I can't. Yeah. It's, I just don't want to. And so, for me, I was like, there was a part of the class where they're like, some people advocate for doing it with like control like you drink too much drink one drink a week so you still have control over it and they were like this doesn't work yeah because the person who invented this 20 years down the line joined alcoholics anonymous so therefore this is it i'm like well is there any like studies into the uh, the efficacy of this is there any studies into yeah and it was basically <laughs> like no shut up alcoholics yeah. anonymous is the only way yeah. to go forward and i was like oh i don't if you're, it be, it felt a lot like being told that the only safe sex is not to have sex yeah, at all. Yeah, basically. And I was like, maybe you should teach people how alcohol functions and what it's doing and how to drink in moderation if they want to drink. And they're like, no, no. I was like, okay. And like, <laughs> I feel like that kind of plays into this, this other stuff. Like, don't talk about your eating disorder. Yeah. It might trigger people. The only thing you can do is just be quiet about it. Keep it to yourself drive on hey, don't talk about being a veteran because like iraqi civilians yeah. died yeah and it's like yeah of course they did and that's really terrible and like but also veterans have shitty lives so we i want to help them you want to and they're like yeah but like every time you advocate for a veteran you're basically spitting in the face of an iraqi citizen and i'm like i don't fucking agree with you yeah i think you can both acknowledge that war is bad and also take care of the people that fought it and you should be allowed to be like, make fucking jokes about your eating disorder. Yeah. That's what our our, our, our traveling show will be. You make jokes about war and I talk about... Having you know. an eating disorder? Yeah. And everybody fucking... Everybody by the way, super okay. triggered. By the way, so I was thinking about our Iron Giant episode. <laughs> and I, I realized that the subplot where he takes laxatives really bothered me. Because that's something I used to do. To purge. 
And maybe subconsciously I was triggered. But also... Does that help? uh, You're still digesting and storing the fat. Here's the thing about 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 an eating disorder is that it doesn't make sense, the stuff you do. Just like... It's really just going to dehydrate you. Vomiting doesn't really help. Eh, If you don't digest the food... Here's the thing, though: is the eating I mean, it's disorder. Bad in other ways. Eating disorder is it, it's all mental. Sure, it's like I mean, but there are like anorexic people who are just not getting calories. Yeah, yeah, but it, but it's because they look in the mirror and their brain is. Yeah, I, I know that. I'm just talking about the mechanics of like calories in versus calories out. Taking a laxative doesn't isn't going to make you lose weight. Yeah, but when you know when you're struggling with body dysmorphia and eating disorder, it's it's. It's a thing. Sure. Or if you're an idiot and you think fit tea is going to help you do anything except... What is fit tea? You never heard of fit tea? Oh, fit I think tea. they wanted yeah. us to advertise for them. Our new corporate sponsor, fit tea. It's one of those MLMs where it's like a juice cleanse. All cleanses are laxatives. All of them. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, you just poop a lot and then you feel, you know, you think that you're helping, but you're not. It's terrible. Best case scenario, you'll get rid of... Um, some water weight because you'll dehydrate yourself. Yeah. Which I'm learning now. So like, you know, in, in comic book movies where you'll see like Hugh Jackman as Wolverine and he's like incredibly jacked. Yeah. He didn't drink for like four days. Yeah. And they fucking show you that shit. Like it's supposed to be normal, but this dude is fucking dehydrated. They dehydrate themselves. They have a high salt intake. So it dehydrates them even further. They cut specifically the weeks before they're going to, like they bulk, 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 and then they rapidly cut, cut, cut. And they, it's, it's, look at how he looked in the first X-Men versus how he looked in the last. In the first one, like he looks, he looks good. He's in good shape, but he's like a human in, in days of future past. It's like. It's like they freeze-dried muscles into a skin bag. <laughs> it's fucking stupid. And then they try to sell you this shit. Like, that's how people are supposed to look. The only reason I'm kind of okay with that is it's he's, like, literally superhuman. Yeah. So but, it's like, if you're going to play, every like, a superhero god, movie. But they're superheroes. Like, yeah, but, but if it was just, like, it, what pisses me off is when it's, like, some schlub. Yeah. And he yeah. takes his shirt off and you're like, what? It's like a computer scientist who's like, oh, and it's like, this fucker is, yeah, that shit is just stupid. I'm kind of, that's why I'm kind of glad that, um, Robert Pattinson, when they were like, are you going to get Jack for Batman? was like, fuck no. But here's the thing is like, shouldn't Batman be jacked? (laughs) But you know what though? Like if you're, you know what though? If, if Batman were out in, in really doing this shit. He wouldn't, he wouldn't be cut. He, he would, yeah, he would look, he would be strong. He would be strong and he would probably have a bit of a gut. Like, yeah. power lifters yeah, have a yeah, bit yeah. of a gut. Yeah. Or like, well, because he's a martial artist, so like, I guess you'd have to look at what does a normal martial artist look like. Like, he would probably look like Jackie Chan's body. Or like, yeah. I mean, he's a maybe, ninja. Maybe a UFC fighter. But even them, like, their weight fluctuates because they have to make weight like a day before. So they cut, cut, cut. And then they pack it all back on once they're weighed in. So their bodies don't look normal either. Sure. Maybe like a football player. Well, I guess it depends on what kind of running back versus a quarter versus a, a, a running backs lineman. are like short and stocky. Yeah, but like a defensive lineman is just meat. Yeah, but muscle they're not, and fat. But they're not like necessarily like 
shredded. they have kind of like what I've got going on. Yeah. Where you're you're generally muscular, but you've got like a gut. Yeah. Because it, and 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 that gut dad bot baby the fat like gives you energy. Yeah. To like most humans when they get big and strong maintain a bit of a gut. It's, yeah. It, like you have to specifically cut to get to a. Yeah. I think we just solved Hollywood. We did. Yeah. That's that's why Wonder Woman eighty four was terrible. I don't know about terrible, but it was something awful. Well, looks like Home Alone's Home Alone one is is nearing its conclusion. We've gone through two Home Alone movies. Did yeah. we cover everything we wanted to talk about? I think we did. Um, oh, do we know what we're gonna do next week? I guess we'll have to figure it out. Yeah, I, I wouldn't mind doing another TV series. But I don't know. You want to watch an entire TV series in a week? I kind of liked having, like, like every night I'd be like, I need to make sure I watch The Mandalorian. And I had this, like, thing where it was, like, it's kind of an assignment, but it was also really fun. Well, we'd have to find, like, a fun TV show to watch. I'm trying to think of, like... People recommended The Boys, but then you were like, I don't, it's too uh, violent. <laughs> it is. It's, 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 uh, I don't like gore. Really? No. You're a paramedic. Yeah, so it would make sense that I don't want to see more of that. I don't know. I there's just nothing funny to me about like gruesome human like I've seen some of that to a lesser in extent life. in real yeah. life. So like it's not hard for me to imagine yeah. like what would it look like if somebody I've seen the insides of people. Yeah. I don't want more of that. God, I wish there was another season of The Mandalorian. Ugh. I know we should have we should have broken it up into two. We should have. Fuck. Uh, I'm trying to think. Like, we could watch like a The Expanse or something. I don't know. Mm, let's just watch a movie. Yeah, we'll figure it out. All right, hey guys, if you, I hope you enjoyed this episode and you got something out of it. Yeah. Uh, if you want to chat with us, uh, join the Patreon. Yep. And uh, every week we put up a a post, and every we have we we generate a discussion that Gene and I usually read and don't respond to until we get onto the episodes and talk about it live. Yeah, uh, yes. And uh, also we've got that exclusive interview. Yeah, with Jake Cannavale, aka Toro Calican. Jake Calican, aka Toro Cannavale. Cannavale. Yeah, it's great. Um, He's great. He's great. Is I'd really love cool? to have him back. I would too. Just to talk about just a fun. We we interviewed him. Ask him all the burning questions you have about yeah. like how heavy is Baby, Baby Yoda, Yoda. And, and I he actually I was blown away by the answers he. I was yeah. like, what? He gave some great he answers. Did. Yeah. So it, yeah, it's three bucks and you get all their Patreon. We also have an exclusive. Oh my god, I haven't released Mad Max. I swear <laughs> to God, I'm gonna release Mad Max. Dude, we Patreon. recorded that like three months ago. I know, I gotta release it. What if, and we're like, oh god, I hope Trump doesn't win again. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we have something else on there. Oh, we have our, um, we have our riff track of Die Hard. Yeah, that was which was a lot of fun. That was fun. I'm surprised how many people enjoyed that. We might do more riff tracks for the Patreon. Oh yeah, those those are easy. Yeah, we kind of did it today. Look at us watching. Yeah. We should have riff track this. A riff track of Home Alone. I think we already did. Yeah, kind of. All right, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, go follow us on the TikToks and the, yep. and the like and subscribe and rate the podcast. It yep. really helps. And and have a great yeah. Have a great um. Bye bye.